Welcome to the Cinema Swamp, a podcast where friends, enemies, and Minnesotans argue about movies. In tonight's episode, my sister barges in on the podcast as Kirsten names off her top 10 favorite films. Watch out for spoilers for 21 Jump Street, Back to the Future, Miracle, Crazy Stupid Love, High School Musical 3, The Social Network, Freaky Friday, La La Land, A Goofy Movie, Spider-Man Homecoming, Chef, The Hangover, Spider-Man 2, The Lady Killers, Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Man 3, and This is the End. But uh, we can start the podcast now. Um, We're on episode 19, that is... That's one less than 20, so... Good job, good job. I like, I like <laughs> when we hit those round 10-digit uh, numbers, but, you know... 10-digit, uh, that's nice. <laughs> when we end with a zero, I don't know. Uh, a decimal of 10. Uh, but we are on episode 19, and last week we did an episode on Chloe's top 10. Uh, and this week we will be doing another episode on the... Uh, Top, on the top ten. Someone's top ten. We were going to do an episode in Harry Potter, but we changed our minds. Uh, couldn't get enough Potter fans in here, right? We're, we're, we're missing out on a couple, but we're... We can guarantee, we can guarantee two more <laughs> in two weeks. Exactly, yeah. So it'll be even bigger and better. And we have a lot to say. There was like a 20-minute discussion before the podcast started. But, uh, you know, we should start saying the dates before the episode. You know, like, t- like today is November 20th, 2018. So they know. Like, because, like, if tomorrow... Captain's log. Like, another 9-11 happened tomorrow, and people would be like, why didn't they reference it? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll be like, I don't well, are responsible or any other podcast. <laughs> just, you should just do a little prologue before the episode starts, and it should just be, like, a just Captain's log. log. Just log. <laughs> when we do the Star Trek episode, which by the way, we should do a Star Trek episode. There's a lot I of movies. I will have to watch. Actually, like I've the seen. The show or the movies? I've seen the, the show. Movies. We can't talk about TV, remember? Because of the Nazi over there? He said, no talking about TV shows. <laughs> this isn't the TV swamp, it is the cinema swamp. Cinema and TV are drastically different. And I, I, I didn't mean to call you a Nazi, <laughs> Mr. Goble, I'm sorry. I agreed, I wasn't a racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's weird. I thought we cut all that out. We so did cut that out. So. <laughs> now he's referencing. You're, you're referencing <laughs> deleted scenes now. <laughs> Granted, he's he's not a racist, but he is closer to a Nazi. Because oh my god, one blonde hair. You are you you do have German heritage, and two, your name is also blonde hair. Yeah, but I am Finnish. We were <laughs> we were hiding. <laughs> You, your last name is Global. Add an S, and you next to the second worst man. B. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Here's a little fun fact. So you know that scene in Inglorious Bastards when they're, um, I want to say it's when uh, Shoshana is like sitting next to uh, that chief propaganda officer, Goebbels or whatever. But like the cafe that they're sitting in, I was there. Like a couple months ago, yeah. Um, I I was at a church and my friend was with me. and He's like, yeah, they they filmed that scene like right over there, and I quick referenced it, and it was true. And so I just went over and got a beer and just bought myself <laughs> and came back. You should have sat sat in the exact same spot that that actor sat in. There's so, people at the table, but I was oh. kind of like looking at it. <laughs> Should have just, just went over, and sat put by my them. hand on it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I was gonna mess up here anyway. I was about to ask if like Germany loves that 
movie much, but like I, I've but actually Demons who like Quentin Tarantino liked it, but a lot of them didn't. I heard like when it premiered there, there was actually like re- like standing ovation for the movie, but like I'm guessing yeah, it's probably Tarantino. I'm sure there's some there who maybe a little still hurt about people making fun of their great great grandparents. I don't. Most people are they're open to talk about it, but like. At the same time, they despise that part of their history so much that they, you know, like, we were on a train once and there was a drunk guy that was calling other people on the train Nazis, and all of the, like, Germans on the train got up, grabbed him, and threw him off the train, and then came over to us, because they knew we were Americans, and apologized to us. They said, we're sorry, like, that's not who we are, like, we don't have any tolerance for that, like, and so we're like, oh, cool. (laughs) So, they're, uh, they're cool, they're cool about it. Yeah. They should have went to a big musical number about it then, right after that. <laughs> I don't know, do Germans like music? I don't know that. <laughs> I like the sound of, sound of music. Yeah, exactly. Beethoven. Oh, that was not my top ten. We gotta go back in. We gotta go back, Mark! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, tonight's episode is gonna be uh, my sister's top ten, who has been sitting across from me this entire time. <laughs> 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 We usually do some introductions because, alright, my name is Justin and I am, as always, one of the hosts of the show. And uh, across from me tonight, actually, is Kirsten, who will be doing our top ten, if you want to say anything. What do you want me to say? I'm Kirsten. Yeah, that's (laughs) good enough. Justin's older sister. And uh, on the side, on the couch this week, I've pushed Goebel to the side. Yeah, I'm on the peasant couch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here with these lower, uh, (laughs) lower, (laughs) unsociables. With on, uh, what's the, on, uh, how are they calling lame is the, uh, undesirables? Is that what it is? Undesirable number one. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. No, that's okay. Harry Potter. Anyway. <laughs> Temporary. I'm okay being called serious black. Undesirable number one. We also have Chloe and Zach, as always. Hi. We made them official hosts. Have you united us yet? (laughs) The only thing we haven't given you is the social media password. (laughs) That's about it. Well, I'm Zach, and I like to party. Yeah. Well, I'm Justin, and uh, I like to party. (laughs) Yeah. Can't party. We're not going to do that. I was going to say, I was was waiting for someone else to say something. I kind of forgot you don't party. I like parties. Uh, I like parties. You're right. Only Justin parties. Pretty sure I've partied before. <laughs> oh my god, I'm Rod. <laughs> um, but yeah, we usually start out these episodes with you discussing how you came to love film, or even casually like film. Even the last time we forgot to do it for Chloe, we did at the end. But, you guys hate me, I guess. Uh, well, no. <laughs> do you even movie? Do I even movie? Yeah. No, I've never seen any movies at all. This is interesting. Alright, so we're the top 10 movies you've ever heard of. <laughs> um, no, I've liked, uh, we've always been really into movies, both of us. Poor Justin had to watch the movies that I wanted to watch growing up, because I was older, so. Mm. Yeah, did I ever make you watch a movie that you didn't want to watch? Not until, like, but I didn't start watching, like, weird movies till later. Like, yeah. Later, but. Yeah, there's been movies that you'll watch, and you'll tell me to watch them, and then I don't like them. Just, like, how mom watches movies that you recommend, and she's like, I didn't like that. I don't even recommend these movies. She sees on my social media, and she's like, <laughs> I watched that and didn't like it, and I'm like, yeah, because I, of course you didn't. I'm like, why didn't you ask me before? Whatever. But I think dad really, like, 
put that love of movies in both of us because we went and saw movies like every weekend growing up. Like mm-hmm. every weekend. And then dad would like go to Bob's video with us and he'd be like, let's get this movie. We'd want to get like the new like movie that just came out. And he's like, no, let's watch this instead. And then we'd love it and be obsessed with it. And I would tell my friends like in class and they were like, okay, cool. <laughs> we don't care. But yeah, yeah, we saw like every every single like two thousands comedy movie in theaters, so Which is really weird. Like I just remember some obscure ones or ones. We would just care. pick a movie every week to go to. I mean one is like as we've mentioned already without a paddle, which you remember this. We saw like the movie after We we would just ask like if we were related to a movie, we would just ask the person working, we'd be like, What did we miss here? <laughs> or like if mom and dad took us to like a rated R movie that one time, mom's like, What's it rated R for? And the guy every once in a while the guy would be there like, Oh, like swearing and my mom's like, Oh, they're used to that. We can go to it <laughs> <laughs> She was fine with some things. Uh we did watch Desperate Housewives with them every week. Family night. Yeah, yeah. right. That was weird. Family night was Desperate Housewives. Oh, yeah. Going back to school and I'd discuss it with Austin Crabb because he Yeah, me, me and Sammy out. would discuss it, discuss it together. And then our teacher one time was like, do your parents let you watch this show? And we were like, we watch this show as a family. And she was like, weird. Because <laughs> remember, without a paddle, we missed the first 30 minutes of that movie, which I thought was weird. Yeah. And we also saw that at the old theater uh, that's now a vacant lot that's right next no, to Subway. No, it's, um, <laughs> well, there's a restaurant. Whatever it is there. Yeah, but they destroyed that part where, like, the there used to be three theaters in Duluth. Well, No, there was only three for a very short amount of time. Well, no, I'm no, saying because the were, IMAX was there. Where the No, there there used to be the one that's, like, where it's the Subway and DQ now is yeah. in Hermantown. There used to be one right there. I know. Yeah. That's I know. Not, that wasn't an IMAX. But Canal Park is still pretty new. Like, yeah. I remember oh, when they were building Because there guess. used to be just an IMAX. Oh, I guess that's true, And they true, just had yeah. nature movies there. And then they got rid of the IMAX. Harry and Potter I, was in the IMAX once because I used to go to school down here and I saw it there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure... That was, like, towards the end. And I, then they got rid of it. And then mm-hmm. IMAX became, like, a big thing for yeah. movies. So they came right back with Ultra Screen. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. But, um... Headaches. Right. Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to think of other obscure 2000s movies because we like saw Lady Killers, and I always remember that, that. was a rated R movie. Yeah, uh, and that was a movie that made me cry because everybody <laughs> dies in that. I'll write that as a spoiler, but like, yeah, I never remember that. <laughs> it movie. made me sad. <laughs> it's actually a remake, and it was done by the Coen Brothers. But oh, uh, really? yeah, it's like it, it's considered like one of their worst, but like very minority fan base out there. We watched uh, we watched a lot of Forrest Gump. Growing up, mm-hmm. we watched that movie all the time, and I was watching it as, like, you know, a 19-year-old, and I realized all the inappropriate stuff in it that, like, yeah. a kid... I mean, we watched this movie when we were, like, young. Like, my dad mm-hmm. would put this in to, like, probably babysit us, and um, I went home one time, and I told him, like, Dad, Boris Gump is, like, pretty inappropriate, and my dad got all offended, so I was like, okay, sorry. <laughs> he was like, no, it's not. It's the greatest movie ever. I'm like, okay. <laughs> It is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't think of any other, like, but we saw, like, a ton. Every, well, yeah. And even when you went to school or really randomly started working all the time at Subway, because I started going to the movies with the parents, but you were never there. But you, like, worked all the time or were doing something else. So you, like, never yeah. came with anymore. I remember I saw Hall Pass with them, which 
was weird. I mean, I, I, it didn't bother me, but like everybody else at school thought it was weird <laughs> that I had gone and seen it because there's straight up like people's dicks in that movie. Yeah, and I'm just like I don't know. I'm, I thought it was fine. Like, it's like you saw that with your parents. I was like. Uh, why? Yeah. yeah I'm like, okay. I don't, I don't care. It's a safer place to see dicks. As I always say. Yeah, exactly. But you didn't have any friends who were like in the older movies or? Not really. Like I, like they would like randomly, like random old movies. Like yeah. my friends actually, and I, you knew of Gremlins because of me and my friends. Yeah, that's like, true. Nobody, like, your age knew of it at all, but that was always, like, our sleepover movie. Like, we'd watch Gremlins, and we'd watch, like, like a random other movie. But Gremlins was one that I've probably watched, like, what, 20 times growing up? Yeah. Well, so, isn't that, like, Vanity's, like, hey, if I'm having a party or No, it was kind. actually... Well, it was, <laughs> or like, was your whole class, so. Yeah, it was, like, the whole class. Like, everybody just randomly owned that movie, so... And, uh... Because... I don't know, like, I had lots of friends who were in older movies, like, well, Goble, obviously... And, uh, Chris, too. I still hear Chris bring up Harry and the Hendersons all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Evan knew about a lot of older movies. Even though he didn't really talk about it, like, he knew about a lot of older movies. But, so I had lots of friends who always did, but, you know. Yeah, I was always a person that liked movies the most in my class, by far. Once I got older, I had friends to go to movies with, like, yeah. but it was always, like, movies that were popular, like, I went and saw the Twilight movies and stuff with the same group of people. So. Yeah. The Twilight movies. Good times. Do any of those movies appear on your list? <laughs> yes, all of them. The top five. Four. However many there are. <laughs> there are five. There are oh, five. Oh, yeah, there yeah. are. There's four books and then the last one. Oh, yeah. They have that whole series right there. Twilight Forever collection. <laughs> <laughs> you added on the word forever to it? Yeah, because it's it's, it's gonna last forever. That's set right there. <laughs> when this place, you know, blows up from the apparent, you know, apocalypse that will happen, oh. that set will still be alive. That set and that set alone. And when the next creatures inherit this earth, <laughs> it's gonna be their holy grail. That's gonna be their culture. Like we have, like what's left is like of years ago was like the Bible. They're gonna have Twilight forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like a Holocaust, but everyone has a Team Edward or Jacob. <laughs> that's that's a, gonna be the new. That's religion. the new politics. That's the new like world. And instead of trying to like inherit Israel, it's gonna be like that little place that they filmed it in Washington State. Um, everyone will be Fort, going there. Fort Washington. <laughs> it's the most holy place. Of, yeah, if there's woods. <laughs> in the desert, it's basically just hell because it's the opposite of what vampires like. We shall own forks! 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 <laughs> anyway, we can move on to your list. Yeah, um, <laughs> as we always start out with, we start out with a top five uh, honorable, mentions. honorable mentions. That's honorable a good mentions. term for it. That is the term for it. And um, just mention it honorably. I just came up with that. <laughs> There's a lot of honor in taking credit for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm positive that was my idea, but <laughs> pretty sure honorable mentions has been like a term always used <laughs> globally. But anyway, um, you can do a quick rundown or explain them however you want. But uh, just start however you want. Okay. They don't have to be in particular order. All right, I have an order. Um, my first of the honorable mentions is Spider-Man 2, actually. Mm -hmm. So, the original trilogy. Not the amazing 
Spider-Man? <laughs> not the Amazing Spider-Man two. No. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. It almost made the list, but you know, not quite, <laughs> not quite there. Um, I've always loved the Spider-Man movies, so and the first one, I feel like every time I watch that one, it gets cheesier and cheesier. But yeah. Spider-Man Two, I feel like it's like better. Like every time I watch it, like I feel like there's just um, pizza time. <laughs> Can we still like reference that movie. <laughs> that is that just by myself. I <laughs> want <laughs> like a bumper sticker that says that. <laughs> Didn't I show you the video where like uh, Tom Holland Spider Man was like doing yeah. the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, when he's up, he's like pizza time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> we saw Spider Man two in theaters. Yes, together. we did because we saw we, them all with our dad. Yeah, we saw them all. Well, I don't know if we saw the third one with dad. Oh, but. we did because we went to that one late also. I remember we missed, like, the first, like... We got in when the Green Goblin fight started. So we missed oh about, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> well, no, because I think... The, doesn't it open with Sandman, and then it goes into... If I remember right, then it goes to him and Mary Jane in the web out in the woods. Yeah. And then the meteor crashes. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Oh, yeah, there is a lot. You see all three villains in the first did her, five minutes. So. Did her, like, play start before yeah. or after yeah. the... That was right at the beginning. It opens with that, and then you cut to uh, him going and talking to, like, his aunt, and then he sees, you know, James Franco outside real quick, and then they have Mary Jane and him in the web, and then they have Sandman. Yeah, that whole movie is just, like, conversations, I swear yeah. to God. But there's, a, there's that creepy moment at the play where, like, James Franco's just, like, staring at people. Yeah. No. Wait, you're talking about the third one, right? Yeah. Let's okay. talk about the second one. Yeah. The second one's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the best Spider-Man movie. I'll say it. I, it's yeah. same. Actually, I, like, I still think it's the best one. The best one. superhero yeah. movies in general. That's still like... I, I The some, story just moves along so smoothly, too, and there's not too much that happens, but you can follow along really nicely, and like every aspect of the movie works really well, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I really love about that movie is just like the little... like side characters. That is truly what, like, uh... <laughs> Which, I wish more movies would do that, just take a chance, and be, because not even talking about, like, the James, J. Jonah Jameson crew, which, yeah, they're all great, but I'm talking about, like, the little people, like, here and there that are so memorable, like, the one guy in the street who's just like, whoa, he stole that guy's pizzas! Yeah. Like, the whole, <laughs> that is the, the entire movie is filled with, like, I don't know, Sam Raimi, like, sat down, he's like, okay, so we already have the cast from the first film, so let's do a big old casting call just for these like one-liners that we need like the best actors yeah. and cheesiest actors. Like like the girl screaming in the office or all the people on the train like gonna get to him you're gonna get to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, or like, like the that. um oh, I'm trying to think of a character specifically now. I had it in my mind and now I lost it. The guy's who- Campbell? Oh, the guy in the elevator with, like, when he's, like, and and it's in the deleted scene, but he's, like, him and Spider-Man talk to each other for a while. Oh, yeah, it's longer and more awkward. (laughs) Have you ever seen, there's, like, an extended version, which it's, because in the first one, in the the original cut, it just kind of seems like he's just standing there, just, like, almost like a gym type, you know, from the office, but in, like, the extended cut, he's, like, awkward. He's, like, like, it's uncomfortable, actually. Does he have, like, another suit in his bag or something crazy, or, like, his own homemade mask? He pulls out something Spider-Man memorabilia. Because then he's, like, trying to, like, then he's, like, singing to him, because he's, like, a 
Yeah. It's almost like he's a marketer yeah. or something, and he's like singing yeah. to him, and yep. <laughs> they're almost gonna, they're like pitching like he's just trying to be like the guy from Hancock suddenly. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, are we doing this movie now? <laughs> and then, he, then it just cuts away, and I was like, that was a weird. <laughs> so weird so I'm weird. glad they cut that down. Yeah, uh, definitely cut all the right stuff out. Uh, all right, but Spider Man Two, that is a good pick. Okay, um, my next honorable mention is The Hangover. It was we. I didn't see it in theaters at all, but it was a movie that like I wanted to see, but I never got a chance to because it must have been like really busy that summer or whatever. And then I rented or borrowed it from somebody, I think. And then I watched it with like mom and dad. I don't know if you were there. Oh yeah. Okay. I remember watching. Because like me and dad the whole time were laughing hysterically. Like this was the funniest of funny movies ever. And mom's like. This movie's so inappropriate, and then she would just laugh hysterically and mean that. We're like, well, it's fine then, because you laughed, so that was always the rule. Yeah. So, if you laugh, you're upset. Yeah. <laughs> exactly the Simpsons movie, awesome. to the point where we, because there's that line in the Simpsons yeah. movie, yeah. and then we saw the Simpsons movie, and my mom said the exact same thing during the movie, yeah. and that scene came up, and we all laughed. But yeah, Hangover, you know, I have not heard this movie brought up in a long time. And it's weird. I feel like this is another one that I wonder if it's actually fading or since, for instance, the 10th anniversary is coming up. I'd love to see how many people talk about it. I think there'll be a lot of think pieces about it. It, it seems it's, like it was like huge. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the biggest mm-hmm. comedy movie. Oh, yeah. For it, our yeah, class, that's all our class like reference? like reference for three years. Yeah, I swear to God, I think that was the only movie Mr. Andrews saw that year. So he always brought it up. <laughs> Like that whole like thing about cinnamon, <laughs> tigers. Tigers love pepper. They hate cinnamon. He mentioned that all the time. And I was like, why? Yeah, I and it's one of those movies. Still, like I'll watch it. Like I'll watch it on TV with commercials, and it's way censored, and I'll still laugh. Like I'll be like one time I was watching it at my house, and it was on like TBS, and my roommate was like. She's like, do you still, this is the first time you've ever seen this movie? I'm like, no, I probably watched it probably at least a hundred times in my life. She's like, why do you still laugh? And I'm like, because it's hilarious. <laughs> so. I love that movie still, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and this isn't another one where they have the extended version, but they cut out the right stuff, too. They did. I thought the, uh, I actually like the unrated cut because I think it's it's one of those rare cases where I thought all the scenes are still really funny that they put back in the movie, but I get why they were cut out. It like it moves the movie along like faster. But there's like a pretty funny like the scene where he does the thing, the swap out with the cup and like the peanuts or whatever. That's funny because he's like it's like based on the weight or whatever, and if you like steal them, oh or yeah. And then like that scene in like the elevator where the family walks in, they got that tiger, <laughs> and there's that goofy guy who like. I don't know, he's, like, showing up in a lot of commercials lately, but that, like, actor is, like, in that scene, and he's in the elevator with his family, and he's, like, a Ned Flanders. <laughs> I don't mind getting Raiden cut. But yeah. No. I actually, so, like, I knew it was going to be, like, kind of a raunchy movie, but I asked Justin, I said, Justin, is this movie I can watch with my parents? And he said, yes, totally. <laughs> no, did I miss that? <laughs> and I watched it with my parents, and we all laughed. But my parents kept looking at me like, like, how dare you bring a movie in that we'll laugh at, but it's completely inappropriate, you know? 
I uh, did. Did you it? did you okay. tell them that it was me who recommended it? I did. Good. I, I the whole time, I'm like Justin said, it was okay. <laughs> no, I swear, Justin said it was okay. The more ways I can troll your parents, the happier. But our parents like it, so all parents should like it. They're better for it. They don't know it, but they're better for it. It was the same way with Pineapple Express when we saw that with our parents. My mom's like. This movie's about weed. This is horrible. That she'd laugh hysterically, and I'm like, <laughs> "You make no sense." <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I want to rewatch The Hangover now, but let's continue. All right. Um, my next one is Chef. Actually. Wow. Yeah. You watched this a couple more times since, like, I've seen it once, but I know you've seen it a couple times. Yeah, it's on, um, I don't actually own it at all, but it's, it was on Netflix for a little while. I don't know if it is still, but, um, I've watched it, like, once on TV since I moved into my new place, and then it was on, um, either Amazon Video or Hulu, so I watched it then, but it just, like, I don't know, like, it's one of those movies that draws me in, and I like the story, and... Makes me super hungry every right. time I watch it. I'm like, like when he's making the grilled cheese in the movie, I'm like, oh, I can make grilled cheese right now. <laughs> I don't even like grilled cheese. <laughs> it looks good. That's why I really love that movie, is that so many, there was like a genre for a while, it seemed like, about like making food in movies, but it was always like this really high-tech food. Like, you have to be the best chef on the planet and make it look super fancy. And then here comes Chef, where he's like, I'm going to go around and make, like, Cuban sandwiches and grilled cheeses. And I'm like, yes. Easy stuff. Yeah. Well, in this movie, too, like, a lot of... I was just watching, like, this thing on Facebook about, like, real chefs. Like, actual, like, work at really nice restaurant chefs. And they're watching these movies. And they said this one is, like, the most accurate with how... And it's just, like, I've worked in the restaurant industry now for, like, six years. So, like, watching this movie, I'm like, yeah, that's how it's like sometimes. Like, you have to deal with, like, the management and all that type of stuff. And I'm like... Yeah, it's weird. I haven't even seen the movie since uh, working at Olive Garden in the last, like, three years. Because I only saw it the one time in theaters. I should be, I should watch it again, but... He does a really good, like, John Favreau does a really good job of portraying, like, a chef. Because like, mm-hmm. there's a couple people I work with, and they're like, these recipes suck. Like... <laughs> He, uh, like I said on that, we talked about this the other day, but like John Favreau's like aesthetic and how all his movies are really different. It doesn't seem like he really has a definite style, but I like said that if there was a movie that I think defines him, it's Chef, mm-hmm. because it just kind of does seem like his personal movie. Like this is like everything about this movie is like him, and he's got like a lot of like actors who have shown up in movies before, and it almost seems like they're kind of there as like a favor to him. Like Robert Downey Jr.'s in the movie. Like, yeah. Do you really think he had the budget for Robert Downey Jr. for that movie? Probably not. He probably showed up as I a love Robert Downey Jr.'s character in this movie. Yeah, too. Like, yeah. I, and that's another thing I really like about this movie, too, is, like, I didn't... I used to not really care for Scarlett Johansson at all, but I really like her in this movie. Mm-hmm. And I've liked her since then. And then, like, um... Um... So... Fia Vergara, is yeah. that her name? Yeah, she's in this movie, and she plays, like, the ex-wife. But I just love their relationship in this movie. Like, I think it's so different because they don't ever, like, they're not, like, a typical ex-wife and ex-husband. They don't fight over the kid or whatever. And then they, um, they're happy. Does this movie hit theaters, though? 
It, when it hit theaters, I only ever saw it at Cinema, and I'm pretty sure okay. that was the extent of its release. They, it like came to, uh, it was at, um, me and Mom saw it at Lakes 10. Oh, so it did. Okay. And we okay. saw it like a month after you did. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. It, you, I remember that now. And, it, but it came out like too early, so it wasn't going to hit award season. If it would have gotten any awards, I, I kind of doubt it anyway. Mm-hmm. It just is one of those movies that I think most people would have, like, ignored, but, like, mm-hmm. after the fact, watching it, you kind of realize, like, this is actually really, like, it's just, like, an entertaining movie. Yeah, it's kind of, like, I mean, it kind of has, like, that artsy feel to it, like a, like an indie film, mm-hmm. but it also kind of feels like, I mean, you have all these big actors in it and stuff, and then the story isn't, like, you know, because, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a pretty small-scale yeah. story, like, he just gets a food truck. That is the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> he gets a food truck, but... It's kind of interesting. It's so exciting. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, my next movie is actually one that I have loved since I was little, and it's a goofy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I should have thought this would be on the list. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the one that kind of changed a little bit, too, because I was like, well, is it on my top 10? But it'll be on my top you know, 15 at least. So, yeah. This is a movie I've loved since I was little. It's the Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> when I thought of high school when I was younger, this is actually what I thought high school would be like. <laughs> Dogs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're Stacy! <laughs> talk to me, talk to me, babe. You know what? High school is filled with many of him, though. It has an accurate part of the movie. Probably short high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not even him. Well, him, but like the guy in the audience who just... He, it's one quick scene, but he just says that. And it's like, why is this in the movie? That movie has the funniest, goofy reaction of all time. When he goes into the like that changing room, he walks in on someone, and he does this thing where he like sticks his fingers on the sides of his nose. He puts his like he puts his eyes way up here, and he's like twisting his like ear, and it's like the weirdest. I'll find a picture for you, but oh, yeah. talk about a goofy movie. Uh, we never owned it, weirdly enough. We did own it on VHS. I thought we never did. Yes, I Justin, the, we I owned the, it. I think the neighbors did. Nope, we owned well, it. It must have disappeared from the surplus. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, we... Oh, I was going to say... Oh, I just saw a thing recently online and it said something about how... <laughs> I just love the picture. The, <laughs> the greatest, like that, might be the greatest so reaction shot in stone. animation history. Like it's so random, but go yeah, who's idea was I don't know, but it's amazing. <laughs> That's where I I crack up every time. Um, this is a, yeah. I saw something online recently where it said like when you're a kid, you're related to Max, and you're like, oh, I'm so embarrassed to be in front of my dad, and when as you get older, you are like, oh, why doesn't he want to spend time with his dad? But growing up, I was always like, I wish dad would take me on a road trip. How awesome that would be. Like, I was always really jealous. I was never, I was always like, Max is being so mean to his dad. Probably because dad could never really go on a lot of vacations with us. So Mm -hmm. I was always like, his dad is going on vacation with him. He's so lucky. But yeah. There's actually like some scenes in that movie that actually like almost kind of like hit my heartstrings. Even though it's like, it's a very silly movie. It's Mm -hmm. like the lower tier of like. The Disney Renaissance. It's not even like an official Disney movie. It's done by their Disney Toon Studios film company. But 
there's like moments in that, like that whole scene where he's like asking if he's turning left or right, and I'm like, <laughs> like this has got like some of the highest tension I've ever seen in any movie. I'm like, oh my god, what's he gonna do? Like, yeah. And when he picks, you know, when he says left or whatever one he says, and Goofy's just ticked, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I feel that. Like, I think we've all been there where we just like mess up and we like we think we're getting away with it, but then we see our parents' reaction, we're like, oh, we are not getting away with this, and. There, there's that. What, what else is it? I know, it's like later when they're in the car, and they're. Uh, I can't think of the moment exactly, but the, when they get towards the end of the movie, it just it, there's moments where you, it really hits your heartstrings. I guess I don't know. Mm-hmm. It does for me. It always has. I feel like as you get older, you know, maybe if even if you have like children, it'll hit you more. But it does for me already. And then Bigfoot shows up, which is weird. But. <laughs> <laughs> I had to laugh, though. Um, our cousin Brock bought this movie for his child. Oh, I remember And that. she was watching She was watching it, and Brock said he was watching it. They never owned it. He's like, why have I seen this movie so many times? <laughs> and, like, he told that to me, and I'm like, because I'm me. He's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I feel like we watched it every time I went to your house. And I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. we probably did. So, because I think I like this almost... More than every other Disney princess movie I had at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, this one was always like, let's watch a Goofy. Because even mom remembers watching it. Like, if mom remembers a movie, it's something, like, yeah. she doesn't remember much. <laughs> it's honestly one of my, like, favorite, like, road trip movies, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's got great music. It's got great music, too. It's I got hopes. a lot of really, <laughs> uh, really underrated songs in it. Um... And it's it's got a funny little tribute to the country bears in it, and mm. who's your favorite possum? <laughs> my lo- my wife is a living hell. <laughs> Just stupid stuff like that. But I, I that movie's great. So we own that. That must have disappeared with the great like VHS. Purge we had it on what, VHS. Two thousand five or six. There was a point where a bunch <laughs> of VHSs just disappeared, and I don't know what happened to them. We had uh, the Disney sing along Twelve Days of Christmas. We had that Rugrats tape. Yeah, which, that is a whole thing. Yeah, and I found it years later. Yeah, erased at my grandma's. But that's <laughs> a whole thing. It's a weird scene. <laughs> Uh, we we had Goofy movie disappear. I know Aladdin disappeared too because I had to rebuy that. Yeah. And then uh, I, I also lost that like McDonald's tape where it was like that haunted house oh, uh, cartoon. Yeah. It was just a bunch of tapes, and I was like, "Where did these all go?" And Legally Blonde too disappeared. But where did Legally Blonde two go? <laughs> Remember when the Larvas had Spider Man three for about like two years? <laughs> And then just one day I went to church and they gave it to me. And like, they were oh, like, we, we oh, found we borrowed this. this from you. I was like, oh yeah, I've been looking for this for years. <laughs> anyway, we can move on. <laughs> okay. Um, and then my last of my honorable mentions is another Spider-Man movie. And it's actually Spider-Man Homecoming. Nice. And I know Hunter doesn't really care for it that much. I like it. it it's, uh, I think, I thought it was a little overhyped. But I think... It's a good movie. I just like Spider-Man in general. Like, mm-hmm. I went and saw Civil War with Justin. Mm-hmm. I have never... I've seen very, very few of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I went and saw Civil War because Spider-Man was going to be in it. I saw it for only <laughs> that part. The Avengers Infinity War, I probably... Well, the Guardians of the Galaxy were in that. But I mainly saw it because Spider-Man was in it yeah. now, too. So... I have very strong feelings about Spider-Man. How did you feel at the end of Infinity War, though? 
I was very... I, I looked at Justin, and it was the second time he saw it, and I was like... I was... I, I kind of had, like, this smiling look on my face, and I was... And Justin's like, yeah, that happened. I'm like, no! And he's like... <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, no, they're gonna, they're gonna, something will show up again. I was like so upset. I'm like, no, why would they do that? I was very upset. So, so. like, what, what's your favorite Spider-Man? Like, Tobey Maguire? Tobey Maguire is not. He's actually no. at the bottom of my list. And that's because, like, Tom Holland is my favorite Spider-Man because he's actually a kid. Like, yeah. he's supposed, he's not supposed to be... He's not supposed to be some old guy. He's yeah. not supposed to be, like, in college or whatever. He's supposed to be in high school or, like, high school. And that's what makes him, like, so different compared to, like, any other superhero, really. Mm-hmm. So, like, like and Tobey Maguire, he just looks like a 40-year-old, like, in the first movie. <laughs> and it really annoys me. And he just, like, yeah. his acting style, too, is just not, like, of a young kid. Mm-hmm. I hunch. He says that. <laughs> that's, kind of, that's a line he says in the first movie. It's, it's just, terrible. like... Too cheesy. Yeah. Um, I liked The Amazing Spider-Man, but I mainly liked it because of, like, I love Gwen Stacy so mm. much. We know way too much about Spider-Man because of special features on the first yeah. Spider-Man. We know everything about Spider-Man. I barely read any other comic books, but I know all this history of it just because of the special features. So, but yeah, when they brought Tom Holland in, I was like, oh, this is perfect. And yeah, so. The Spider-Man's... <laughs> have slowly gotten better and better, and I like how this uh, Spider-Man into the universe, into the Spider-Verse, is kind of uh, bringing in older Spider-Man where it makes sense, and they're having still a younger Spider-Man. I, I'm, I'm liking that idea, so I'm not against like an older Spider-Man, but having like Tobey Maguire play a high schooler just was weird. always weird. Right, like, and then they graduate. What he graduates in high from high school like the first hour of that yeah, movie, yeah, and that, so it's annoying. It's like because like at the. At the time, it probably was, like, whatever, because we didn't really get many superhero movies, so I, I don't think anyone was thinking of the story. And with the second one, I already think it's better, just because it yeah, doesn't seem like he's playing a high schooler anymore, Right. Good. But, like, Amazing Spider-Man, I love that they kept him in high school, but then the second one messed it up by having him graduate right away. I was like, why, are we, why do you have to kick him out so quick? Because that's what kind of made him unique. And this Spider-Man's like, we're going to start him at like 15, and he's just going to be in high school, and I think the next one's keeping him in high school still good. Because it's like, yeah, if you're going to have him be different from all the other Avengers, that's how you do it, because that's going to be his one trait, is that he's younger. That makes him unique. That's what we want to see. And I feel like this movie does a good job of, like, portraying a pretty, like, accurate high school, like, even, like, nowadays, because, like... I don't know, because, like, he, I, the way that he is in high school reminded me of, like, O'Brien, who we used to work with, like, the way he acted and stuff, because, like, I remember there was, like, complaints about them liking, like, all this 80s stuff, and I was like, that's what's popular now, like, Mm -hmm. you go to Hot Topic, and they sell, like, old 80s t-shirts, like... O'Brien at work, he's our little connection to what modern (laughs) high school is, and if things have changed... Uh, they haven't changed too much from when we graduated, except, like, it seems like, you know, like, internet's way more and more prevalent, even when, since we graduated. Since she's graduated, it's, like, a completely different world. It much is. <laughs> it's, like, weird, because she just sat there and would always ask him questions. <laughs> but it very much, because he went to a bigger high school, and it's very much like how Spider-Man Homecoming seems to be. So it, it felt like an accurate uh, representation of that. I know you have a problem with the Ned character. <laughs> Do you have a problem with the Ned no, character? No, I like Ned, but 
I, you know, it's kind of Bad nice that they're. <laughs> I'm glad they, because like they could have brought back Harry, but I'm glad they didn't because they already have. I feel like James Franco is the perfect Harry, and then like I feel like they kind of brought him back again. So and they did it with that amazing Spider-Man too. I didn't know, like with that, that kid, and... Dane DeHaan or whatever. So, I think, yeah, I don't like his character has been used a lot. They could still do it, and they could do it good again maybe but I feel like they're gonna cause I I feel like they're gonna bring him back though right like I, I feel I, like that's I, gonna be I I, 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 say, I you say what I, you I, say. I, I, I think that Oscorp's gonna buy the Avengers Tower and then yep, Harry's okay, gonna yep. like come in to the school and he's gonna be like the new cool kid I and he's gonna really take a liking to Peter mm-hmm. just want them to have him be a drug addict because that was how it was in the comics. I'm saying, no, that's how it was in the comics, and I think that's an interesting storyline that they could do a lot with, and I thought this with The Amazing Spider-Man too. I said, you can have it be a sort of, you know, like, X-Men first class scenario, where they're, like, trying to team up at first, and, like, get through this crap together, try to improve themselves, but then by the end, no, they split off anyway, because, you know, they just can't figure it out, and have it all be about this, like, Drug addiction. I know that'd be like a serious thing to bring into that series, and I kind of doubt, especially with the MCU, that they'll do it. But I really wish they would. Yeah. But I like that Aunt May knows now that he's Spider-Man <laughs> oh, too. Yeah. I feel like that just brings such a different aspect to it instead of it like being such a because it's like a high schooler. Let's be honest, unless you're like a really, really like really quiet person, <laughs> like there's no way that you just wouldn't tell people. You'd be like, I'm Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about him and Ned is like, Ned's like, do it. You'll be like the coolest guy in school. And he's like, I can't. <laughs> Responsibility, Uncle Ben, all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you can see that's like what's running through his head. But he, it's like a thing that you know, like you know that he wants to tell people oh, yeah. and just be like, look what I can do, you know? But Do you like yeah. Zendaya Mary Jane? I couldn't remember if he did or not. I I like her character, but like not I don't. Mary Jane. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. To me, she's not Same. Mary Jane. Like, yeah. she, so she's like not the definitive. No, she ain't. She ain't Mary Jane. She's not my Mary Jane. <laughs> not my Mary Jane. <laughs> she's not my Mary Jane. I <laughs> see. I still like stuff like that because even if some stuff's not true to the comics, which I know I was just going off about, he should have a drug addiction. But you know, like what I'm saying is that some of the stuff should be break. You know, should break off from tradition just because there's been previous films that, I mean, they did a Mary Jane in uh, the original Spider-Man. I thought honestly that Kirsten Dunst is probably the best, uh, you know, actress of the main three of all those people. I think she probably did like the best job, and because uh, I don't know, I don't think James Franco's that great in that movies. And uh, Tobey Maguire's, like, old man. But, uh, you know, it's weird because, like, Shailene Woodley was going to play her in Amazing Spider-Man 2 until it got cut out. See, I feel like I wouldn't have liked Shailene Woodley Apparently, the editors didn't either because they cut it all. They cut it all out. So that's weird because she was cast. She was there. She's a very frustrating actress to me because she's... She can be so good. I she know, can be like, so good, and she picks such bad movies to be in. I'd only seen the divergent of, I think, the first two, and I thought, oh man, she's terrible, and I don't like her. But then I saw, like, A Fault in Our Stars, and I, that movie was amazing, and I was like, she is awesome. She well, she's amazing more. in The Descendants. And she <laughs> yeah, got- I forget she's in that. Yeah. yeah. 
Do you know that the time of travel from uh, Minnesota to Florida is exactly one viewing of the Descendants? On a plane. <laughs> as we very established, it's on a plane. We got, we got on a plane, yeah, and I started watching The uh, Descendants, and as soon as it ended, the plane was landing. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. The Descendants is... Have any of you seen The Descendants 2011? Not Disney Descendants. Yeah, Yeah, not not the... It takes place in Hawaii. It's all about real estate, and it's got George Clooney. (laughs) I know that it's not a big sell. It's about real estate, but it's amazing. I'm telling you, that movie's quirky and great. I I love love that that movie. Is that movie on... That movie's on this list. It has to be. It's not on this list. That's weird. I don't even know what's going to be on it then. But let's move on uh, to your top ten. Top ten. And we didn't establish these rules at the beginning, and I don't know if they're really permanent for the top uh, five honorable mentions or whatever, but uh, Hunter set the rules that it has to be uh, a movie you've seen at least three times, it has to be at least a year old, and it has to be something you own. Now, the one part about that is the own part we understand just because... Nobody has that shelf, like, <laughs> I understand that. And uh, nobody owns all their movies sometimes. I mean, you got Netflix. On my top ten, there's only one movie I don't actually physically own. Okay. But I have it recorded right. on DVR, oh, so I will say that counts. And, uh, <laughs> and I used to borrow it from you all the time, so but, good enough. So top, uh, but you've seen them all at least three times, yes. from what you think. Oh, yeah, definitely. And they're all a year old, I'm guessing. Yes. I'm sure yeah. are, are most of them even, like, five years old. There is one that's, like, from the last three years, okay. and that's it. They're all pretty... Some of them are pretty new, but some of them, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we can get right into it, then, if you want to start with number 10. Okay, so for number 10, it's actually 21 Jump Street. Yes. <laughs> so, I, it wasn't on my top ten, but I watched it on TV the other night, and I was like, yeah, this movie still holds up 100%. 100% for, like, saw it at first, just because Channing Tatum was in it, and I was like, oh, he's hot. Let's go watch this movie, Sydney. And then it ended up being, like, the most hilarious movie I saw at the time, so... It's great. That's a movie that the trailer... I mean, I've told you about this before, mm-hmm. like, because... Seeing that movie was quite the experience, just because I knew nothing about it. This was a movie that I saw a trailer because of Evan, and I was like, let's go see this, and the trailer did not sell me at all. I thought it looked really dumb, because they were only sharing scenes from, like, the beginning of the movie. And then seeing the movie, and just seeing the wacky editing, and the the meta humor in it, and just yeah. the gr- actual great story to it all. Yeah. Uh, that was the first time I actually saw, like a really good interpretation of high school where I was like, you know what? I feel like this is exactly what my high school experience was. It wasn't like we have the bullies and we have the geeks and that's it. And I'm like, no, this movie was like... What are those things? It's like, yeah, exactly. It's like, it was like, no, like most people are pretty chill. Like there's just kind of events that go on. And I'm like, that was my high school. I'm like, those people is like, that's kind of my group right there. Like not even the main characters, but... It, I don't know, I love that movie so much, and there was, like, recently a Twitter post that said, what's, like, the best comedy in the last ten years, and I actually had, like, or of the 2000s, anyway, of 2010s, and I actually had a hard time trying to think of one, because I'm like, there hasn't really been great comedies, there's been, like, a lot of great, like, comedy slash action, right, comedy yeah. slash car- 
not cartoon, but uh, drama or like children's movies, stuff like that. Uh Not really stuff that's specifically comedy. But the only one I could think of was 21 Jump Street, and a couple people commented that. So I'm like, that movie still is really holding up. There's just a lot of like, I feel like there's just so many memorable lines in the movie too. Like stuff that like, I still say to the day, like about Korean Jesus and like, (laughs) (laughs) you're like two hearty boys in one. I say that all the time. You have a right to an attorney? To be an attorney? (laughs) (laughs) Right to be an attorney. I always or um I look like uh I look like somebody of the I can't think of his name again oh Fred Savage I look like Fred Savage of the Wonder Years like I say that all the time I say a lot of weird like Ice Cube like quotes out of context all the time too like <laughs> like that part where they're talking about like don't have sex with underage minors and when he goes up there like Channing Tatum's like you hear that that too don't do it man <laughs> keep that dick instead. <laughs> And then Jonah Hill's talking up. He's like, I know we seem like two. <laughs> and Ice Cube's reaction, just looking at him like, I like that. Clearly, I wasn't talking to you. I like that Ice Cube is just Ice Cube in this movie yeah. too. He's like, I'm not changing who I am. Like, <laughs> uh, was it? No, the best. That whole description that he says, where he's like, because they will see their ass in jail with a duck with a snorkel duct taped to their mouth and me shitting down that snorkel. <laughs> that was very descriptive. <laughs> that was a great movie. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I like I said, I went and saw it because Channing Tatum was in it me and my best friend at the time. We were like, oh my god, that was the greatest movie ever. Like, we could, that was a movie, like, I could have, like, Went into the theater and watched it all over again. If there was a showing right after, he he only had done what beforehand. He did the vow. I know that same he, year. Yeah, he was in the vow, <laughs> and he was in Step Up. Step Up. I never saw though. Um, I'm trying to think of what else he was like, actually in before that. He was in was uh, he Dear John before that. No, no, that was after. I, I was watched, saying me. Actually, I watched but, like a yeah. GQ interview with Jonah Hill because he did mid nineties and he was talking I about just all watched his. That too, oh, yeah, okay. yeah, and he like brought up like getting Channing Tatum because like no one was... wanted the role basically. And well, and I like that he picked Channing Tatum too because Channing Tatum. I remember seeing an interview like a long time ago. Channing Tatum's like, I can't be funny. Jonah Hill's like, no, you're hilarious, and Channing was like. Yeah. No, and he ended up being hilarious in the role. Am I wrong, or was he the one that is in She's the Man? Is that yep. him? Yep, okay. that, so he was in that. So um, that was like the only comedy he had, I think he really had done. And I just guess I would have never have thought he was in be, Coach Carter. I thought, I always think oh, he yeah, is, he but I always, because he doesn't have like any lines really. He, he yep, I think that was like one of his first movies, but yeah, he was the white guy on the team. He was the white guy. He, <laughs> he, uh, he just didn't really get any comedy roles, and I would have never thought, pointed him out of the crowd and been like, you are a comedy actor, but right. he is so good in that movie mm-hmm. that I think the only other thing that he got brought back into for comedy later Twenty Two Jump Street. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, he's <laughs> one of the head main characters, or just in it? Because he was in This Is the End. 
Yeah, no, I was going to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. I said the only other comedy that he did for a while was This is the End. And I'm like, he's kind of the funniest part of that whole movie. He was in the movie The Dilemma, too, which I've actually never seen. Oh, I have seen that, but I would have not guessed that he's in it. Yeah, he's in... I I remember him being in the commercial for that movie, and I was almost like, I should see that movie, and I never did. No, I'm just thinking of the scene in This is the End. Say say out of the (laughs) guys. I guess. Jenny Tatum, my bitch. <laughs> Jenny I, I don't think we've ever really given the credit to This Is The End that they made an entire movie where people, actors just played themselves. And yeah. it was yeah. about the end of the world. <laughs> uh, well, but, I've also liked every, pretty much, I like like the direction of this movie too. How it was kind of like, you know, it was just like an interesting, because like they made it like colorful, but like... Like high school, and I don't know, and I like the three kids or three kids that Channing Tatum's friends with. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're like so funny in this movie, <laughs> playing, and they're not in the second one as much we're as like Bakugan. Should be. The only the only <laughs> term is this is science. <laughs> that? Awesome. The only term I've ever been able to say for like just a style of editing for those movies is I just think it's like a non-linear style for a narrative story because it's like there's no set structured how they edit things like no every second there's just like another kind of thing being thrown at you the way they do like the drug chips is like yeah. especially like wow this is like i've never seen like a movie do it that way you always get something a lot simpler just you know the blurry backgrounds or whatever this movie just like goes crazy yeah. with it. and the way they have like the title card show up and like the little in between titles and their use of music and just everything it's very it's just very appealing, and it keeps everything at such a fast pace that you'll realize, I'm like, no, it's like, it's just the editing that's keeping everything such, like, at a fast pace in the way they cut. I don't know. It's just really good. They're, those two are obviously, like, really good directors. We've talked about them before, like, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they're some of the best directors, I think, out there. Someday we will get their solo film, even though we won't, but, you know. <laughs> their solo film would have been awesome. Ace <laughs> uh, in space. That's exactly what. What's wrong with that? <laughs> like a glove. <laughs> All right. So um, number nine is actually the movie Miracle. Is that the one you were saying that you borrowed from? Your yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I have it recorded on TV. So this is a movie I did not like when I first saw it in theaters. I thought it was so boring. And I remember, we must have saw it, like, on opening night or something, because, like, I remember there was, like, people that, like, at the end of the movie when they won the game, which I was so glad when they won, and I was like, finally, this movie is over with, mm-hmm. and there was people that, like, stood up clapping, and I'm like, There were Stop. people cheering during, like, the goals. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. weird. It was a different experience. I saw it opening night with my dad. Really? Mm-hmm. We saw at like the uh, oh, uh, it's probably still is a theater, we, but the one that's by the casino in Hinkley, right? Yeah, we saw it coming home on the way from the cities. We yeah. saw it with like the whole like Jeremy and Sarah and the girls oh, went too. Hmm. And yeah, I remember like us kids, we were so bored and we were like, God, this. And maybe it's because we didn't grow up with hockey. Like I could care less. I well, and like, also like that movie is very much like set in a a, a time period that I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if you have, people really appreciate because it's not like the movie. I don't love it for the hockey because I'm not a hockey fan. But mm-hmm. I, by the way, I do love this movie though. Like this is like I watch this movie every year, usually around January. It's mm-hmm. kind of my January 
you know, I get all bundled up and I watch it because it's fake. That that is the movie to watch. But for one, it's got a lot of connections to Minnesota. The guys from Minnesota. There's yeah. a lot of people on the team from Minnesota. Yeah. So there's that, and just the fact that it is the beginning of the '80s, and it's like if you know about the history at the time, it's like I feel like you appreciate the movie a lot more. There is a lot of like America pumping the fist in the air quality to it, mm-hmm. but I don't mind that. It's not as it's not like something like Rocky Four where it's just like oh my god like calm down. Yeah. <laughs> it's like America, America is number one. I don't know why I did a Russian accent for that, but like, <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, but but Miracle like it doesn't focus on the Soviets as villains really. That's what I kind of like about it is that it's just like no, they just show them as in their team, but they make a big deal about it because they're like, look, you know we. Our country, it's not about the country losing and, you know, we just need to win. It's about, like, the well-being of America was, like, just not good. And they just mm-hmm. needed something to just kind of feel better. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, and it was that hockey game that made everybody just kind of feel better. Maybe yeah. not for the right reasons, but it's, like, for a lot of people, it was, like, man, it just kind of felt good. Like, yeah. And, it, I mean, I can understand. Every time I watch that movie, it's, like, it's very moving, it is one of the greatest events in hockey history. Yeah, it, I yeah. Well, in it. sports history, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it, it's a lot because like watching it when I was older too, it like hit more on like my heartstrings because like the one guy, the goalie in the movie. First of all, like he was like the one guy's second choice, but um, God, why can't I remember the coach's name now? Um, Herb Brooks. Yeah, Herb Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. Herb Brooks is like no, he's our he's our lead goalie, and the other guy's like no, he was whatever second string he's like nope because he like created a team Mm -hmm. and to me i love when like sports movies do that it's not like in general i just love when people like put together an actual team and not like the best players all playing together but like somebody that will work good together um and then like you find out in the movie that like his mom just died and they show his dad a lot is like especially during like the um during, like, the hockey game, they'll show his dad, like, cheering for him and, like, almost near tears, and then I'm almost near tears, because, like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's so sweet, like, and then he's doing it for his mom, so, it's stuff like that, like, I kind of caught on more as I got older, and it's just one of those movies, like, that one night I probably watched it, like, two times in a row without, mm-hmm. like, I, like, paid attention the whole time, too, and, mm-hmm. It's a good movie. I'll just talk about it. I just won't watch it again. But, like, it's seriously, it's just a very, like, it's just it's just a good movie to watch. It's a feel-good movie. It's got, I don't know, it's like an ending that I watch a lot. I just watch that a lot, even though it's like, you know what's gonna happen. It's just a recreation of a sports event. But it's just well put together. It's got really good music, too. Yeah. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know, it's got, a lot of the tracks are used in that movie, have been used a lot for a lot of, like, YouTube montages and even other, like, movies I've seen it in. Yeah. And it's weird, because I'll listen to it and be like, this is from Miracle. I don't know, and I'm pretty yeah. sure it was made specifically for Miracle, so it's, like, weird to me that that's what yeah. a lot of people carry over from that movie. But, yeah, I definitely want to give that a watch again. Kurt Russell, probably, honestly, at his best. Yeah. Might be one of his best it's, performances. If it's not his best, it's, his, it's right there next to it. I'm actually, that's like one, if I were to write like a list of like, well, maybe just from that year, or maybe even ever, but like, honestly, I I was like, I can't believe, he probably didn't get nominated for anything. Not even like Golden Globes, where there were more options, and that's like too bad, because he is so good. 
Especially if you know what the kind of stuff Kurt Russell does. <laughs> Usually yeah. he just plays what he did in, like, Big Trouble in Little China. That's, like, mm-hmm. what he does in most movies. Yeah. And then you see this, where he was playing, like, an actual serious real person, and he just does it so well. He's, like, terrifying, but, like, also, like, comforting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, that's hard to pull like that dad. off. Exactly. Well, yeah, he's, like, a dad, or but, a like... <laughs> he's like a coach. <laughs> but it's like it's just hard to pull that off, you know, cuz like a lot of people might watch him be like he's just a dick, but like when he makes him just do those like laps basically yeah. over and over and yeah. over again. That's the 80s. Everyone was kind of just a dick, you know. But we love it. I've read it I've read too that's like one of the most accurate sports movies too, which I kind of like a lot cuz like they said the only thing that's not super accurate is her Brooks wasn't, like, super, like... Like, there wasn't no Christmas party where they all got together. And, like, <laughs> with her Brooks there, at least, yeah. so... Well, it is a Disney movie. Right. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. <laughs> he did not do that. Every time I watch... You know what? Uh, after having Tomala as a coach, I'm like, yeah, like, I... That is Tomala. And... <laughs> But even Tom was, like, a lot nicer if you actually talked to him outside of, like, him being a coach. Mm-hmm. So, I could see her Brooks being, like, a sheltered, like, don't come to my house. <laughs> I'm your coach. <laughs> but, alright. Uh, number eight. So there are quite a few Disney movies on my list. It's perfectly fine. We need more Disney mm-hmm. after. And this one I Last might... week with the obscure horror marathon. <laughs> <laughs> They're all fantastic and everybody uh, can watch them. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> This one, I might get slightly judged the most for, but I don't care. Um, my number eight, that's where we're on, yeah, eight, yeah. is High School Musical 3. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is great, because I just brought this up last week. I know, when you brought it up, I was like, <laughs> it's one of my top ten favorites. I love it so much. We saw that opening day. Yep, we did. <laughs> Not even opening night, opening day, while mom was in school. We went to East High School. We did. We actually, <laughs> when we went to San Francisco, we pulled through uh, Salt Lake City. When we we literally home. changed the route on the way home, because it was only like a half hour longer to go through Salt Lake City. I'm like, mom, let's go here. We can get a t-shirt. It was weird, because we got there, and, well, for one, they did, they did, they kind of had a gift shop, but it was not open or something. No, they were like out of t-shirts. Oh, I that's so upset. We went there, the, and I, this just adds to how much bad luck we have, but they were literally redoing the lunchroom at the time, so we no, couldn't they even flooded. Like, oh, flooded! That's what flooded. it was. It flooded. The like, whole school wow. flooded, <laughs> the whole school so flooded. we couldn't go into the gymnasium, and it, we that was could, so disappointed. But we could at least, at least, they were able to open up the school for mm-hmm. us because, like, we were able to like go and see like the mm-hmm. interior. The lunchroom and stuff. Mm-hmm. We saw. Uh, well, so, we were above the lunchroom. That's the part that was flooded. The scene where, so. like, in the first movie where they do the whole dance, and there is parts of it that were in the third movie. But that lunchroom is all kind of one big open area. Mm-hmm. And we can go to the entrance of it, which was... A, there is a quick shot of it in the third movie where they're, like, going down the stairs to it. But the actual lunchroom, you couldn't go down there. All flooded. Mm. But we did get to see Sharpay's lockers. Yeah, Sharpay's lockers. Where they were apparently there. officially were... I don't know if they were moved, but it didn't seem like the no, actual No, I think spot, they... But. I it, I rewatched the first movie after we went there, and that's where... Because, like... They were kind of painted like not the best not too, because I was like, I was like, this ain't what it looks like in the third movie. But the, the first movie, movie I like watched, and better. she does have a pink locker, and it's painted like that, like a Disney movie, like a 
Disney Channel original movie. I didn't know that the set was an actual school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually, hasn't it been in a couple movies? Or it wasn't just Alex? I don't think so. I think it was just... What? There was a different set there, that's I in think a different... There, I think that they had, like, some other Disney Channel original... Like, some kind of more obscure movie, not like a theatrical release. They yeah. had there, too. Because we... We did get uh, we did get to take a picture outside the front of the school, and we got by the lockers, and then I went to a stairwell when I was like, I'm pretty sure this is That's where they, where they shot the Where one. they shot his, like, uh, final song. Well, I mean, the Zac Efron song in, like, mm-hmm. the third movie, but, yeah, we're, we're high school musical nuts. <laughs> I, I hate the second one, though. I did. I don't hate the second one. I that. I actually like the second one more than the first one, but... The third one I have always defended as being like, you can't group that in with those because I actually had a budget. This movie actually had like a bigger budget. They actually made it like, they actually took advantage of the fact this is a movie. We could make like bigger sets. We could do like cooler things with it. We could have like a spinning hallway where he like sings a song. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, yeah, there was just a lot of stuff that they did with it. It was because I like, I really like musicals. I watched them a lot growing up. So like, they actually did like, big musical things with it instead of just being like a small scale like like because i feel like some musicals that have recently come out they're kind of more like small scale and i'm like there's no dance Mm -hmm. numbers it's not fun to watch yeah like la la land there's only one real i mean there's like (laughs) dancing but there's only one where there's like right that movie doesn't even really have like people choreography Mm -hmm. it's like you can do movies where there's like simpler choreography more realistic but i i feel like if you're, like, making a musical, and the big reason you're making it is to be a musical, La La Land actually had, like, more story to it and everything. Yeah, but what made it, I think, good. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, like, if you take something like The Greatest Showman, where I don't really think they have a story to back up their movie, they had good songs, but yeah, their the musical music numbers... Yeah, the musical numbers but, yeah. They didn't take advantage of, like, a lot of their, like, choreography or, like, set pieces in that movie, I don't think. I, I and a lot of movies don't. I think a lot of times they just kind of film the people singing, and that's about it. Like Les Miserables is like I mean I I like that movie, but man, they were terrible with their you know taking advantage of the fact that it is a movie. You don't have to film it like you do a stage production. Right. You can like do things and cut away and like you know because you got editing now and you have special effects. It's not on the stage. You don't have to just record them and film them singing. Like you can. I love do that about Les Mis though. Yeah, well, I think that's, that's what like, makes the movie so much more special is because they, like, what you see is actually what you get. Like, yeah. Like, that's, it took a lot of more work and talent to get the movie that we got. It would have, like, to get, like, that, like, something a little bit more cut and produced, mm-hmm. they would have, it would have required less talent from the actors and the actual, like, whoever's doing the filming, I think. Yeah, but at least that's why I like it. I'm not a huge musical fan. Like I, I like most musicals, I think. But um, Lame is like that. Like it really impresses me because it's like actually Hugh Jackman singing his heart out for like seven minutes without breaking, like without you know the camera switching to a different angle. Like you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's fascinating. But like High School Musical, I I, I think I watched High School Musical three with Sri Sunbury. <laughs> At Evan's house and Evan was gone and watching it with her, I think. Am I the only person here who hasn't seen High School Musical 3? Oh. <laughs> you are alone. It is up there on that shelf. There's watch no it right now. <laughs> I've seen the first two. Because they're Disney Channel originals. I can just watch it on TV. On free. Mm-hmm. But, 
not going to the theater to see High School Musical 3. Is there anything else you like about the movie besides the music and the musical numbers? Zac Efron. I yeah, do like Zac, Zac Efron. Efron. <laughs> Zac Efron's so good. I think Zac Efron is like highly underappreciated, honestly. Like, and I'm glad he's been doing more comedy. We, we've countless times have talked about Seventeen again, <laughs> and oh, yeah. I'm sh- we should just do a whole podcast on it. I need to buy that. Zac Efron or Seventeen again? And Seventeen. Seventeen. You're gonna watch Seventeen again? is great. What's his love that movie? Do you know the actor's name? Who it's like his best friend? Ned. Yeah. Oh, but the oh Thomas Lennon, that guy. You actually know, yeah, yeah, that's how it is. I love him. He and is I great, love you, man. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Jan in that movie? Yeah, Jan's in that movie. But she's also so. Your layer, man. Seventeen again came out like the week after or before the Hannah Montana movie. I can't remember. I can't remember the order because I didn't see the Hannah Montana movie in theaters. But Jan's in both of those movies. Oh, is she? And she plays a love interest of the older characters in both the movies. I think it's... That is weird. It's, it's, it was pretty funny, because, like... The same season as, like, where she's, like, in the office a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a love interest. Where she got, like, the boob enhancements. Yeah. <laughs> she has the kid, the baby. <laughs> Astrid. <laughs> <laughs> he's, she's like singing to the baby <laughs> to like the child and then Michael's like I have herpes <laughs> I saw 17 again in theaters I saw it in theaters it was either that or knowing and I was like I don't know if I want to watch Nicholas Cage right now uh, I saw him in like theaters yeah I didn't see that one but I saw 17 again it's supposed to be a joke and people are supposed to be like what really like, yeah I did I saw it with Michaela and Ryan <laughs> <laughs> that movie was bad then, it's still bad now. It was, oh god. No, no Hannah Montana oh, movie. Okay. <laughs> I've seen it twice, and both times I was like, holy crap. Yeah. No, and I I watched it a lot, because this movie came out when I was in ninth grade, and I bought it on DVD pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. So I watched it a lot my senior year, because I was like, this is so relatable. <laughs> but mainly I like I'm, I'm ending high school right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a senior. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> I thought that movie actually kind of handled, like, as much as a Disney movie can do, like, the transition from, like, high school to college, and actually kind of, like... Well, it was kind of nice, because, like, all the friends didn't go to the same college. Yeah, like, like it kind of actually... Because <laughs> what do you think most Disney movies would have done? It's like, oh, they all go to the same college, and they They're all... They all went to college together. And they all still do the musicals, but they didn't do that. I mean, granted, there are parts of it where I still think it's a little convenient, like... Like Ryan is like happens to be going to like this really prestigious school, yeah. and I'm like really, and it's like and Sharpay will be staying on working at this school, and I'm like really, and, but like other parts where like Zac Efron last second you know changed his mind and he was like I'm actually gonna go to this school, but it's not just a school to be right next door to Gabrielle. It's still kind of far away, and I was like oh okay, so like there's yeah. some like you know. I mean, granted, they'll probably all go to college and I'll, you know, become completely different people and break up after a couple yeah. of weeks. But, you know, you know, let's live in a universe where the movie just ends there and that's, that's <laughs> the story. Even in real life, they broke up. So, but we, we can move on from, I, I feel like Chloe's just steaming right now. Talking about, it's talking it's about, not my favorite high school musical. It's not? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Think of a movie that Secret takes place in high school. <laughs> Are the kids in Sound of Music kind of in high school? No. Uh, Grease is my favorite high school musical. Oh, I didn't think of that. Grease. Isn't it like 1930s, like Austria or uh, something? Grease? No, yeah. it's 1950s. 
They were talking about the Sonic Hunter. Don't you remember when John Travolta had to run away from the Nazis and they went hiding in the mountains? I remember that scene. You said Grease as I was talking. Sound of music. Yes. mountain. You know, I actually, I just saw that movie at first time ever, a couple like months ago, and that is a great movie. I actually love that movie. Right. And you redeemed yourself. The only thing I don't like about it is like how they deal with the Nazis, because I'm like, it's not like that. But you know, the, <laughs> point, you the, there? the main reason we knew of Sound of Music was because of the pacifier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Got the we, we would sing that that you are sixteen going on seventeen. We'd sing that all you the time. Are sixteen going on, but we would change. We would it make up our own versions of it. Like of our ages kind of, at the time, it just didn't really make sense because like it, the joke kept devolving to a point where it didn't make sense. So I like saying to my cousin Michaela, I'm like, <laughs> it went from it went from you are thirteen going up. It just. It devolved to a point where I was like saying, "You are Michaela going on Justin," <laughs> and it just didn't make sense. Yeah. But we would do that all day, and you know, our aunt would be like, "Can you stop?" Same cousin that you like bullied with, like lying yeah. too. That's the same cousin. <laughs> we would make up our. That's what we did when we were cousins. We would just make up our own songs. Like cousins will make up dances. We just made up our own songs all the time. That time we were coming home from the cities, you and Josh made up that song the whole way home. Yeah. All about the day we had in the cities. I yeah. still remember the whole place, but uh, we can keep going. I'll maybe, maybe I'll say it another time. <laughs> Bonus episode. Bonus track. Cousins. Uh, what is your number seven? My number seven is School of Rock. Oh, heck yeah. Did that make my top ten? I can't no. remember, but there's a lot no of... No one thought about it until, like, way later. There's a lot of movies being listed off right now that, like, were close. And, like... Like I said, there's a lot of these movies we watch repeatedly, because I was like, let's watch this movie again, but... Is School of Rock one that was shown to us by... Because Brandon had it. Was that how we first we, saw it? No, we went and saw this one in theaters. We saw this that. one in Cloquet, and it was, like... The theater was, like, packed full... And this is one of those movies that came out the same time as, like, Mean Girls, and there was, like, a couple other movies, but we owned all the movies, and whenever we'd see the commercial for School of Rock, like, there'd be, every once in a while, me and Justin would put a movie in to watch it, and we'd see a trailer for a different movie, we'd be like, no, let's watch that movie instead. <laughs> like, the trailer just sold us at the moment. Like, we always did that with the movie, whenever we saw the movie, or the trailer for Click. And yeah, every time we saw the trailer for Click. <laughs> we're like, let's watch Click again. <laughs> But no, School of Rock, I, like, um, it wasn't on my list until, like, recently, because you gave me your old DVD, because you got it on Blu-ray, mm -hmm. and it's one of those movies, too, like, I could watch it on TV with the commercials, and, like, I'll sit there and, like, pay attention to it still the whole time, so. This was a movie that, like, um, we, we, you, were you still in school when we did this, when Mr. Harold... And uh, we he he would always show us like movies that you know were important or towards English or whatever. But one day, like Austin randomly brought in like School of Rock, and we were we had stuff scheduled. But he was like, "Can we just watch this?" 
And Mr. Harold was like, all right. I don't know why he approved it, but we all watched the movie. He, like, loved the movie, too. Which so. is great. <laughs> we watched it several times through, like, elementary, middle school. Mm-hmm. Though, and, well, I know, in multiple classes, we watched that movie. We went as far as I instated, because, you know, the school always has, like, class flower and class song, which, you know, I guess are important mm-hmm. for graduation or whatever. But I was like, let's do a class movie. And I said that movie. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know what? I know the class below us kept it going because their class movie was Step Brothers. Really? So, yeah, so oh it kept. Gosh. I don't know if it's still going. I, I hope so because I'm like, I started that. That's cool. <laughs> but that movie, that's a movie that I don't know. Like, I don't know why there were so many years where I would never like own it for some reason or didn't see it enough. But uh-huh. I finally like bought it and I was like, I've seen it many times since. Mm-hmm. And it is such a solidly. Well put together movie, interesting mm-hmm. idea for a story. Like mm-hmm. this guy just happens to become a sub. Ne- never would actually happen. No, no, uh, no, no, no. There would be multiple lawsuits. If this was it. <laughs> but hey, he plays music with the kids. It's the one Richard Linklater film I think that uh, really deviates from his style style entirely, and it's not an indie film. He usually does kind of independent yeah. mm-hmm. films, and not at all. This was like a big budget. Bigger named actors, everything. Bigger studio making the movie, and uh, I, it's probably his highest grossing film. Oh yeah, I and uh, I, he hasn't really done anything with Hollywood since he did Bad News Bears, like the remake, and then after that he was done with Aww. Hollywood. Like he just went back to indie stuff. But uh, I mean, it really, sh- it really shows off the acting talent of Jack Black, which mm. is still highly underappreciated in this world. And for, like, a Nickelodeon movie, there's some, like, adult humor in right? it, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, uh, I, I touched your kids, and I'm pretty sure they touched me. <laughs> uh, you said something real nice about the movie the other day, though. You were like, uh... Yeah, because, like, I was thinking about it, because, like, this movie, I mean, it's how, it came on like, what, 2005? So it was, like, no... Oh, so, like, a long time ago, and this was before, like... You know, like gay rights and all that stuff was the like, cultural acceptance. Yeah, so in. like, cause which like, I say is a, is a direct result of Glee. Like that was when it really started, <laughs> and they mentioned that Twenty One Jump Street. You know whose fault this is? Glee, <laughs> Glee, man. <laughs> but like, um, Jack Black. I mean, he should be really like this, like. Like, his character, like, he's basically a loser. He's in this band. He gets kicked out of the band. He doesn't have a real job. He lives with his friend who has kind of, like, a set life and with a guy's girlfriend that doesn't like him at all. And, like, he goes to the school and you think that, oh, he's doing this just for the money. Like, he's not going to give any shits about anybody else at all. And, like, these kids go up to him and they're like, like, the one girl, when she's like, well, I want to sing. And he's like, okay, sing for me. He doesn't care what she looks like at all. And mm-hmm. he's like, he's like so encouraging. He's like, you're like such a good singer and you're okay. Like be mm-hmm. confident or whatever. And like the one kid's like, I'm not cool enough. And he's like, you're cool. And he tries to like make <laughs> him cool. cool. <laughs> he like makes him feel cool. cool with like his own special handshake. And like, mm-hmm. there's like other issues that these kids have and he just doesn't care. And then like the one kid's like, I wanted to, like, design costumes. He's like, yeah. go ahead. Everyone in magenta. Yeah. <laughs> Sequence. And he's, and he's basically like, I don't care. You do yeah. it. Like, right. he lets these Fancy kids, pants. like, really, yeah. like, Fancy. shine where they shine the best. Like, oh. the one girl's in charge of the band, and he's like, okay. Miranda Cosgrove. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name? 
Freddie Jones. Um, Freddie Jones, shout out. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Freddie, uh, Fred Jones is the name of Fred from Scooby-Doo. I always and thought that, that conf- too. That, that confused me as a young child in 2003. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like that about the movie is that it actually, uh, it's like a smaller group of kids, but like every kid kind of gets like their moment and mm-hmm. they're all still very memorable except for, <laughs> except for like those like three like the, well, I guess it ends up being just two girls, but they're like, and you three <laughs> groupies. <laughs> was like, well, they made the T-shirt. Yeah, they were so and excited. The ca- and they're at the cafeteria. Because <laughs> <laughs> Miranda Cosgrove goes up there and's like, I looked up groupie last night. And I was like, did, didn't they, they the the make the name? <laughs> didn't they make the name of the band? I think so. Yeah, because yeah. they were like pig rectum. <laughs> See, even they had their moment. It's it's so like the movie. I don't know how much of like a following it has but it's gone as far as like they've had like reunions with the mm-hmm. entire cast yeah and everyone it. sounds pretty much even Jack Black kind of sounds up like they want to do like a, a second one mm. I don't think it ever happened because like what would they had do? like the TV show Nickelodeon looked terrible yeah I didn't watch it obviously I'd see but... if like Jack Black showed up here oh, yeah. as in his character but I, I but doubt it the, this guy is Ned Schneebly I think uh, I don't know if I can do that Mm-hmm. But I love this movie. It was on my top ten, and I think it it's probably like just on the edge outside my honorable mentions. But was that your first introduction to a lot of like music of that era? That was for me. Yeah, definitely. It was for me too. Like I think Sex Pistols because I was super sheltered. And I was like, oh, the word sex, like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh my you know, bad, you know. And then uh, I was like, oh, let me see what kind of music it is. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this like seventies punk stuff. And, <laughs> But I think you know, what you're saying about like all these kids like getting to be themselves, and like that was kind of like one of the first movies that empowered any age of kid to really be themselves, no matter what the school or like your parents said. You know, mm-hmm. and there's not many other movies out there that actually capture like the spirit and heart behind actual punk rock, like School of Rock does. Mm-hmm. Like it actually pulls that out, like the philosophy of punk rock through music but it's just like this culture that these kids get to live on like and through this weirdo like Jack Black you know <laughs> he's, he's a yeah like I said he doesn't this deserve anything in life but somehow he's able to teach kids right like if we knew themselves. this person in real life like if we found out some guy was just like pretending <laughs> to be a substitute teacher Imagine he'd be like just, oh well like yeah. they wouldn't get he wouldn't get away with it for five right. minutes because all the kids would be going on their musically apps and like <laughs> yeah. it'd be done but uh Phones are prevalent in high school, in elementary school. They didn't have now. parent portal back then. Right. So they <laughs> Why is he updated parent portal? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's nightmares. Yeah. Um, but uh, seriously, that movie probably would have made my top ten had I well mm-hmm. thought of it or. Let me see where it is on mine because it's probably should be higher. <laughs> I wonder if it did it. Did it make my honorable mentions? No, because I don't think anyone thought about it until way later. Like someone brought it up. It's always been somewhere on my list, so I. Oh yeah, it didn't. That's it, weird. It is kind of just one of those movies that. I can't quote that whole movie. I know it's like it's a cool, most quotable movie ever, but I don't know why I always kind of forget about it. But I, I, it's not that you forget about it. It's just because maybe I didn't grow up with it, and then I didn't. I saw that that like magic time where it was neither my big. Uh, film phase and it was not my childhood it was like right between <laughs> so I'm like I barely remember. I don't remember seeing that in theaters yeah well we saw like we saw it in Cloquet and there was like somebody that I went to somebody who was in my class that saw it at the same time as us oh really 
But it was, like, I remember it was, like, packed full. Like, we were there late. Shocking. Yeah, of course. Um, But we had to, like, we were able to find, like, two seats together. Because Mom and Dad didn't see it with us. They saw a different movie. Wasn't always weird when we were younger and we'd, like, run into people in town at the theater? I always thought that was weird. Did that ever happen to you? Or like you know, I, like... I probably, before, like, I switched schools to Hibbing, I probably only saw five movies in the theater. Really? Ever. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when I switched schools to Hibbing, I was like... Got all this. I'm in Hibbing. I have money. Why don't I just go to movies? <laughs> and I started going to movies by myself all the time. So I, I lived here for quite a while before I ever thought, oh, I could just go to the theater alone, couldn't I? <laughs> like, I never pieced that together. I went to movies by myself when I lived in Grand Forks because I had no way to see movies. We were just with. talking about this the other day. Like, we just we go to the theater in Duluth and how it's like always packed, but I'm like, it's weird because I go to work, I talk to all these people, and none of them go to movies. I'm like, mm-hmm. so I always wonder, I'm like, who are these people that go to these movies and pack up the theaters? Because I hardly know anybody else that really goes to many movies. Uh-huh. Uh, we can move on uh, to number six. Number six is Freaky Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Blair! 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 Blair. That's not from that movie. Another 2003 film. Oh, Alvarez! Earthquake! Earthquake! I just rewatched this movie with Stella, and yeah, like, that movie still, like, really holds up, actually. Like, it's not as great as I, like, remember as a child oh yes but, it is oh but i mean it, but it's still like actually like a lot of it still holds up uh but talk about it freaky friday um i, I remember seeing that in theaters actually yep i remember yep i saw it in theaters with mom and sarah and ashley because we were excited to see that movie i liked Lindsay lohan at the time because i'm trying to think of what besides for parent trap i feel like she was in something else that i saw uh, between Herbie? parent trap and this Herbie? Yeah. That was after. Yeah. That was, and then she was in one more that I can't think of. She she did Mean Girls a year later, and then she Shitty. did Herbie Fully Loaded in 2006. And yeah. I think... What else was she in before that? I she, feel like there was a movie that she was in that... Oh! Did this movie come out? I can't remember. No, that came out after. Machete. <laughs> oh, you know what I saw her in? I saw her in Get a Clue. Oh, that was like I mean, a Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. So, she was in that. That must be it. I don't know. I, like, I've always, and this movie's always been just, like, hilarious to me. Maybe because it always reminded me a little bit of me and mom. Yeah. Like, the fighting <laughs> and stuff. The door being taken off the hinges. <laughs> that was an event that happened in our house. <laughs> Whoops. I wasn't as annoying as the little boy in the movie, but being the person that they just truly loved... 100% and the other and the daughter was the one who was doing everything wrong <laughs> that's totally true <laughs> unabashed love towards me and taking the door off the hinges for Kirsten <laughs> that was a weird day <laughs> dad just went up there with his tools I was like oh this is actually happening <laughs> Kirsten slammed the door one too many times <laughs> I did slam it after that <laughs> I learned my lesson well, that's got to echo through your guys' house a lot, because yeah, like yeah, your guys' house was, like, at the top, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah it's, it like, a weird landing, so there's, like, a huge mm-hmm. ceiling, and, yeah, it's, like, really echoey. It's very echoey. You can hear everything in that house. Mm-hmm. I could hear conversations in that living room. I just sit in my bedroom, and <laughs> I can hear everything you're saying. It's like, oh, that's weird. Uh, 
Um, yeah, no, I just always thought this movie was really funny, and I really liked, like, the music aspect. I don't know, I really liked the music in this movie, too. Back in the day, if the mu- there was music in the movie, I loved it. So, because I remember somebody in my class had the soundtrack, and she burned mm-hmm. it for all of us, so. soundtrack Freaky Friday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty cool. How do you feel about the uh, Asians in the film and how they're portrayed? I rewatched it. It's not. It's not bad, it's but not it's bad, like but they're so funny in the movie. They're like they're like funny, and it's like they're portrayed as like friends of the family. But also, at like, one point, they're like, "What do we do with about that weird Asian voodoo?" And I'm like, "Oh, geez, there is a lot of." Well, like I quote them all the time, like the one part where she's like, "No, is she crazy." <laughs> I say that all the time. <laughs> Don't listen to her. She's crazy. She's crazy. <laughs> Uh, and I, the weirdest part about the movie, actually, to me, was the boyfriend character. And I never thought about how actually weird it was, but he went from, like, liking Lindsay... L- I, okay, well, one, I never realized the whole movie took place in one day. Never pieced that together until I just watched it again. I was oh, like, yeah. oh my god, all in one day, that boy goes from hanging out with Lindsay Lohan to hanging out with the mom... Falling in love with the mom, going outside the house, singing songs to the mom, and then switching right back to Lindsay Lohan. And I was like, I would not date him after that. <laughs> like, that is weird. But at least you could tell he's there for the personality. Well, oh, yeah, that's why. He knew the mom was Lindsay Lohan. Because <laughs> I never realized how older he was, too, because he's not a high schooler. He's like a... What is he supposed to be? He's like a... I thought he was a high schooler. He said he, like, worked at the school, and he drove, like, a motorcycle there, and it seemed very much, because he could go into teacher's lounge, that he was, like... Oh, maybe he, he was wasn't. working there since... The janitor. Well, I kind of thought, he must be in college, and he must be, like, working at the school yeah. as, like, part of some program. Maybe. But Lindsay Lohan is supposed to be, like, what, 16 in the movie? But she can't drive yet. But, like... <laughs> She's getting there, so she might be even 15. Yeah. And at one point, he goes on a date with the mom. So I'm like, this is weird. It's a, but it's amazing, too. Like, I don't care. I'm just amazed that Disney just didn't care. They're like, whatever. This is funny. Well, and I think the main aspect I like on this movie, we were talking about this one time, but, like, Jamie Lee Curtis does such a good job mm-hmm. of playing Lindsay Lohan's actual character. Like, especially, like, during that last concert scene where she's like, I don't, I don't know how to do this, and she's like... <laughs> <laughs> she does a good job, and, um... No, well, Lindsay Lohan does a good job doing Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, they both... So Jamie Lee Curtis does a good job, obviously. Probably better, too, just because she's got the talent of, you know, having been an actress for years. But she's like... I don't know, that's like almost one of her better roles, honestly. Like, weirdly mm-hmm. enough. Because, you know, she goes to that one point of being just, you know basically Jamie Lee Curtis, everyday Jamie Lee Curtis, and then just completely has to flip-flop it to acting like a teenager. And even with her, like, reactions and that whole, like, when they go to, like, the Oprah show, but it's not Mm -hmm. Oprah, it's some other obscure thing, not even a real show, but, like, the way she acts and everything, Mm -hmm. to even, like, the way she, like, sits on that chair and everything, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, that is such, like, teenage high schooler girl thing that she's doing right now, as... Because I heard, I read, for some reason I've seen the special features, (laughs) but... They said that they, like, they actually did try to prepare for it. Like, they had them meet up and hang out before they filmed the movie. Because they wanted them to kind of know each other. So they could kind of get some of their mannerisms down. And, uh, you know, when they went to the screen and they had to switch bodies and switch roles, they tried to, like, mimic one, you know, each other's styles. Even, like, the way they walked and the way they moved their hands around. I'm like, you can really tell. Like, for a Disney movie, they actually put a lot of effort into that kind of stuff. 
But yeah, that end concert scene is when I think they both like really shine when like Jamie Lee Curtis like or why not Lindsay Lohan's character is freaking out. She's like, I don't know what to do. Just <laughs> act like you've never seen a rock show. <laughs> not the not the behavior. No, just the plane. <laughs> I never question it during the entire movie, so it's like that's I think that's good if you don't question it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super like back to the future y like in mm-hmm. the in the weirdness, but yeah. it was like like how it's done in a day. And the concept is like it's fun, but you don't really realize how out there it is unless yeah. you really think about, you it. Think about it. That's mm-hmm. what Back to the Future is. You're like, mm-hmm. why does this movie feel so good? And think about it, you're like It's about him his mom. Yeah, back the there's a lot of gnarly <laughs> stuff that happens over the course of a short time. Yeah. But yeah. It's good. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Alright. Number five. Number five is La La Land. Mm-hmm. This was one of the movies, like, I, was, I pretty much, like, before I knew it was going to be in theaters, I knew I would like it. Because I love Emma Stone, I love Ryan Gosling, and I think they're just, like, perfect together. Mm-hmm. And then it was a musical, too. And I think the opening number is, like, the opening number is so good, and I feel like that should have actually won the Oscar, because that's, like, one of the very few, like, I have that song on my phone. It's one of my marathon songs, that's too. My, that's my, uh, what is it, alarm. I still on my phone, that song. Oh, really? I never changed it, but, like, it's still my alarm. <laughs> so yeah. I no, like that's, like, that's, like, one of my marathon songs I listen to while I'm running. It pumps me up, so. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the story, it just works really well. Like, it's kind of, like, realistic, but not really, because, like, it's still, like, a Hollywood love story. So it's, like, a... I feel like they just kind of got the mixture of that perfectly. So. Did you see Whiplash beforehand? I did, and that's, um, I really like Whiplash too. So I really, that's why I was really disappointed in First Man, but. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We saw First Man together, and we both kind of thought it was lame. But yeah, I still haven't com- seen it. Compared so. to those other stuff. I, no, I mean, I say, like, I, I think it's a movie that other people would like, so definitely see it, but it's completely I really different. I want to like it. It's completely different from what he's done I before. was just expecting like, something. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be a musical, no jazz music, but, I, yeah, I've always been really impressed with Damien Chazelle, and then I saw First Man, like, this is boring. I almost think I kind of like Whiplash better, but then, like, La La Land, but I just did a review. I have just talked about this movie. I have very, like... I don't know, it's, like, issues with, like, kind of the story, but it's not, like... I mean... It's not a big deal, because the editing and songs are so good. So it's, like, why does it matter? I mean, but that's why, like I said, like, it's, like, realistic, but not really, because, like, at the end of the movie, she becomes this big, famous, huge movie star, and he gets his club, but they're not together, but... Y'all like, yeah. And that whole last montage I really liked, and then mm-hmm. and then it shows up at the actual end still, and I was like, oh, <laughs> why? Thought for a that I thought for a little smidgen of a second that it might end up being that happy ending, and then that's what happened to them at the Oscars. <laughs> they were, they had their La La Land moment like at the end, like just. Oh, for a moment we thought we were the winners, and it was gonna be so great. We dreamed of all this stuff, and it's like, oh, you're actually not the winner. It's Moonlight. It's like, oh, <laughs> Moonlight won. I don't think America ever fully processed that because it's like, holy shit, they said the wrong movie at the biggest award show on the planet, 
And they and it, it wasn't even a movie that had no chance of winning. It was a movie that people are like... It was well, a movie everyone thought was going to yeah, win. Yeah, everybody thought La La Land was going to win. Maybe yeah. Moonlight. <laughs> and it's too... It was like for Best Picture. It wasn't like Best Supporting Actor. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't even a random award like, oh, it's yeah. got special effects or, oh, yeah, Best, best Costume Design. Found out it or something like that. No, the yeah. final award. And then you missed it. Award well, could you imagine? Because like the only... I mean, Emma Stone was going to win Best Actress for that movie because she won all the other awards, but somebody else who was talked about a lot was Natalie Portman for Jackie. So, like, what if what if they accidentally... Like, what if Natalie Portman would have won and, oh, and they would have yelled out Jackie movie. and they would have been like, that movie wasn't nominated. Yeah, because what happened was they just had the envelope that had the, actress, the Best Actress on it and you just... And uh, Warren Beatty, but not even really him, it was... Uh, Who's the other Faye, Faye Dunaway? Yeah, Faye And Dunaway. she read just the movie that Emma Stone was in, so that's why they said La La Land. But, like, had Natalie Portman won, she would have said Jackie, so everyone would have known it was wrong right away. Right. But since it was La La Land, it also happened to be <laughs> the movie that everyone kind of thought was going to win. It's just weird. Uh, but, yeah, it was Moonlight instead, and I'm sure everyone remembers Moonlight, right? I haven't seen it yet. I think it's a good movie, but, like... I haven't seen it. I, I, I'm just saying from being in my position right now and seeing the last two years of what people talk about. Moonlight's not something a lot of people talk about. But not even really La La Land much either. I mean, it's still up there on Letterbox list and a lot of people like it. Mm-hmm. It seems like the Tumblr movie in a way. Uh, but it's definitely good. And I, I like the idea of, like, you know, I just said that, oh, it's kind of annoying when musicals don't take advantage of being a big budget. But there is kind of something nice, some charm to watching someone make a musical on, like, a lower budget like this. And what he really does is a lot of lighting tricks, a lot of good lighting, a lot of mm-hmm. good colors. And it really takes you back to, like, you know, the 50s era of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Which I, I think the only, like, the only actual song I don't like in the movie is City of Stars. Like, when, when Ryan Reynolds is, yeah, that's what won Best Oscar. But when he's, like, when he is just, like, walking around singing it, but, like, every other one kind of has, like, a dance number to it. Like, um, and Mandy Moore, she's, like, big on Dancing with the Stars. She, like, choreographed all those dances, so that's why I like all those, too. So, it's cool that it's, like, a modern musical, because most musicals really aren't. They have like, to be a period piece to make it seem mm-hmm. more magical but they yeah. actually took a modern that's not High School Musical, they took a modern setting and made it magical. Right. Just with, with Hollywood which is like like, is a pretty gross city. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was just gonna yeah. say it, it doesn't look, take place <laughs> in like the pretty yeah. part of like yeah. Hollywood. It's like in like the dingy well, like. The opening scene is like on the 405 I think which mm-hmm. is a pretty gross highway. Like, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah, if you want to see even the grosser side of California, watch mid '90s. They go to like the bottom of the barrel areas of mid of California. But like, I didn't really think about that for La La Land before. Like, yeah, they're kind of showcasing the areas of Los Angeles that people don't really visit when they go there. Mm-hmm. They're on the Warner Brothers lot for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, we've been to the Warner Brothers lot, and it was kind of cool to like sort of recognize it still, even though it's mm-hmm. been many years. Yeah, but. And, uh, the observatory. Yeah, and they go... I didn't go, but I know it's a big deal. Yeah, and so they go to a couple places like that, but most of the movie, I was like, yeah, they do kind of set it in, like, you know, down, like, kind of in just, like, the grimy streets, I guess they would say. 
but they kind of give some sparkle to it. That's kind of like the movie's whole message, I guess, at the beginning, you know, where mm-hmm. they're stuck on that freeway. They're like, let's just sing. <laughs> yeah. I really like John Legend, too. Like, I love him so much, and I think he should be in more movies, so, and he's in the movie, obviously, and he's saying, so... But yeah, I mainly like it for the chemistry between the main two. True. Mm-hmm. They do just have good chemistry. I mean, man, they've been in movies before. Crazy Stupid Love, mm-hmm. Gangster Squad, and uh, I'm sure they'll be in another one. Yeah, they probably will. <laughs> they just, they are an item for films, but not in real life. Not in real apparently. life. Mm-hmm. Number four. Number four is Little Mermaid. These uh these top four movies haven't changed like at all since well like the newest one on the list came out so but yeah nope I love this movie this one is basically because I loved it when I was little all the songs we didn't have the VHS with the penis on it no we did not. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh. <laughs> so, so disappointed about that. I was, because when I found out about it on the internet, like, that was, okay, weirdly enough, when we got, like, internet in our house, and, like, when I was, like, faster, that was, like, one of the first things I ever read about, was, like, <laughs> okay. did you know on the VHS cover that there was a penis on it? Yeah. Someone hit a penis in there? I was just imagining, like, like your parents seeing your browser history. Like, little mermaid penis. <laughs> Let's see what Justin's been looking at. what the heck? Like so, I like ran and grabbed our VHS cover, but we had the 1997 like re-release VHS, so yeah. we didn't have the penis cover, and I was like, oh, that's disappointing. Because I remember years <laughs> later, Jason, which at his house or whatever, he was like, oh, I have the penis edition, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. But um, I uh, I love that movie actually. Yeah. That movie still really holds up, even though it's like it's simple and it's uh. Yeah, it's, it's just, a simple story, which is why I loved it when, I mean, it came out, like, what, two years before I was born, and my dad, dad said he remembers me watching it a lot when I was little, which doesn't surprise me. So, um. Ariel really is probably, like, one of my, like, if not still my favorite princess, yeah, just because she is, my like, favorite princess. she just has, like, a lot of likability, relatability to her, and, uh. I mean, I, and they've been emulating that style a lot. I think they've been emulating her the most with recent princesses like Moana. Yeah. And, uh, well, because she was kind of like, because she was like adventurous and she, you know, not necessarily always listened to like what her dad told her to do. And yeah, because she was also ditzy and she didn't do everything perfectly. <laughs> She's like a real girl, huh? <laughs> like, <laughs> almost like animated all of the Disney princesses, like, the most like lively and, mm-hmm. and like. Because if you look at, like, what they had done before that, I think the last couple... It had been years since I think they even did a Disney princess film, really, because, like, the 80s and 70s were pretty much empty for Disney princesses. I think the last thing they did was Sleeping Beauty, which is crazy, because that's, like, 30-year gap right there. Yeah. And if you look at the stuff they had done with Sleeping Beauty and with uh, Cinderella and Snow White, it's definitely not the same kind of, like, animation and reactions and like really detailed in the emotions because a lot of those movies were just pretty simple like i Mm -hmm. am a princess and you know that's the stuff people are making fun of when i you know when they make fun of disney tropes but like ariel was like the first princess where they're like you know let's make it really interesting actually let's focus a lot on her at the beginning Mm -hmm. rather than just have it you know and the prince is the boring one in this movie he's like the you know 
It's like, what does he like to do besides play with his dog? Yeah. Most of the movie, he's mind-controlled, so we, <laughs> we don't need to learn much about Wasn't it. Wasn't The Little Mermaid, like, the first movie in the Disney Renaissance yes. to come out? you would be right. That was the one that really started there, because uh, Disney was pretty much at the bottom of the barrel for a while there. They'd released The Black Cauldron, and that was, like, the worst performing of all their movies ever, and that almost, like, bankrupt the company. Was that the last movie before Little Mermaid, or was it, like, they, Oliver and Company? They did uh, uh, The Great Mouse Detective and Oliver and Company, and both were successful, but not too successful, but they made their money back, and that's all they wanted at the time. And then Little Mermaid came out, and it just blew everything out of the water, and that's, like... Since then, they've pretty much been successful. Well, and Oliver and Company came out the same time as The Land Before Time, so then there's yeah. all these studios that were competing. Don for... Ruth had all those movies coming out at the time, and he was like pretty much causing Disney to fail in a way because everyone was seeing his movies instead. Uh, but Little Mermaid, because they just kind of returned the formula. Like, let's go back to like old formulas that used to work, but let's you know change it up. And I think that's what they did with Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid. Uh, I mean. Of all the Disney Renaissance films, is it my favorite? Probably, I don't know. Probably not, but it's like still up there. I think it's probably. I honestly might like that movie more than like The Lion King, and because uh, like everyone seems to go to like The Lion King. I know you really like that movie. I, I'm sorry. I like The Lion King. I do a lot. I like pretty much all those Disney Renaissance films except for like Pocahontas. Like that's the only one that I'm like. Eh. Yeah. But all of them, I like Little Mermaid's still up there, and. uh I don't know, it's just, it's got really good animation, because if you compare that animation to, like, Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin, like, because at that point, they started having to get to, like, they were making hits and, you know, these timeless classics, but they were also at a point where they are like, okay, we need to produce, like, crazy now. So it was still top-notch animation, but sometimes you could tell it wasn't, like, their absolute 100% best. Little Mermaid's animation just still seems, like, way better than all those other movies. I don't know why, but it always does. It sticks out way more than the rest. I'm going on and on about the Lone Mermaid. <laughs> it's more colorful. Yeah. Just because yeah. of all the underwater life and stuff. They're all different colors and bright. I think it's more like detailed backgrounds too. Yeah. Which the other ones I don't think did as well. But like I said, like they, they were at that point have, oh, we have to make a movie a year, so get going. <laughs> if you There's a great documentary. I mean, I, I brought this up in my top ten, but Wake and Sleeping Beauty is a great documentary all about that period. Did I show you that movie eventually? Yeah, we yeah. watched it one night, and we watched some other documentary the same night too. Yeah, so like I, it's it's seriously a great documentary. It talks all about that stuff. But anything else to say about the Little Mermaid? Not really. Like I said, it's just um, I mean, one of those movies that it's probably been my favorite since I saw it when I was like two. I think everybody has like a favorite, like one of like one of their like top films. Like there's at least like one Disney animated film. There should be anyway. No. <laughs> except, except Chloe. And, I got well, one. even I even even me, I didn't really have one. I had, you had Incredible. I had Toy Story, but those were Pixar. But uh, <laughs> the closest thing to animated I had was Scott Pilgrim. I think. <laughs> what is your favorite then of like the, the Disney canon? Are you asking us? Oh, yeah. well, you oh. said Lion oh. Okay, we know yours. Well, right I don't even know if I have it. It's gotta be Disney. Disney. You could keep looking, but it's gotta be I got Disney. Some Pixar's. Oh, nope. <laughs> it's gotta be Disney. I don't count Pixar because it's too good. Like too good. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll I'll knock you one if it's uh if it's not a if it's not in the canon because I don't have a single animated movie in my top ten. Really? Yeah. I'm going through my my top one hundred right now and. 
There isn't <laughs> a single Disney movie. I'll check my time. I have Wally. Oh yeah. The Incredibles and Rango are the only animated movies I have on here. Wow. Rango's not even oh. Disney. Hercules. Oh, that's good. Hercules is great. That movie gets even that better every time I see it. Hercules is good. Yep. Only, okay, that's the top. I'd it's say. the only Disney movie I have on my top fifty. I uh I I I feel like my. Did you? But did you all like grow up watching like movies like oh, this? Because like our mom, yeah. our mom, my mom, our mom was just talking about this. Like she said that um these movies back in the day, like the VHSs, the Disney VHSs were like thirty dollars, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and we owned all of them. I'm like, why do you, my mom's like, I don't know, you guys like watching movies, so I just bought them for you. I was like, well, that's really nice. But, yeah, 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 I had like the whole collection of like I forgot what the collection is called, masterpiece collection. Yep, that one. Uh, There's also like, Disney classics, diamond because <laughs> my grandma would have like the whole set. And then my dad would also have the set for me, and like yeah. I'd like go over to my grandma's house with those and like swap them out, oh, and then okay. they'd end up like having doubles at different places. And I, yeah. yeah, our grandma so like, had all the Disney movies, like no movies at all. She had very few. Grandma had cable though, so at least she had yeah. that when we went to her house. But she had like no movies at all. But she had this very weird Little Mermaid <laughs> movie, Obscure and it was like, one. but it wasn't even like the actual like the actual fairy tale of the Little Mermaid where she turns into sea foam at mm-hmm. the end. It was like the actual like. It was just like an off-brand Disney movie, so it was like the same story, but with no music and weird animation. Oh, is it like the weird 90s animation that's like Kimba the Lion? That's like, like, they clearly like came, like, when Little Mermaid became popular, they're like, we're, we're gonna make our own Little Mermaid and release it on, and that's what our grandma bought, and we would watch. Nice. Um... And that's the one she's referring to in her top ten. <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to ask you, I'm like, is it that 2018 Little Mermaid that came out this year? That I didn't get a chance to see in theaters, but it was out for a week. Was it in theaters? Apparently, it was some weird... It's got, like, Peter, Peter Pevensey in it. When I saw that, I thought they were doing a re-release of the original, and I was, like, so excited. I was like, that'd be cool, but... I thought they were doing a live-action... Disney. Disney is going to do one eventually. They are going to do one eventually. And I don't know if it's still going to be Chloe Grace Moretz. From what I heard, okay, that so was, that wasn't was, like a weird rumor. No, that I believe what. Well, maybe it was only just rumors, but that's what I heard. I heard that if okay. Ariel Chloe Grace Moretz would be Ariel. Yeah. Well, yeah, because she's this was, actually supposed to be like super young. But but this was but a while ago. Yeah, now she's getting older too. So it was a while ago, and I don't think <laughs> she's big enough anymore where they'll do it. The Dakota Dakota Johnson is that her name from uh, Bad Times of the Elroy. Oh yeah, yeah. What about her? I've heard. Oh, you've heard her too. If she was in Suspiria, I think she'd make a great area. I could see them. But if it's Disney, they have to sing. Honestly, I could see them. And Dakota Johnson is also in Fifty Shades, so I don't think oh, Disney would want yeah, her. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, if, if, if we want to get rid of another uh, redhead, I, I could see Zendaya actually doing it. I could see them calling her up and be like, hey, do you want to be Ariel? I well, could see she them. is already a Disney star. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I, feel could like it has, I feel like if they were going to make it, though, it has to be somebody who can sing it, and I feel like they should... Well, if they made it the other girl from that show that Zendaya was the actual redhead. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What's her face? I don't know her name, but I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I never saw the show. I neither. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot I of I knew Zendaya from Dancing with the Stars, so... She was, she was in The Babysitter. She was in... Oh. Was she in The Duff? Wasn't she in The Duff? I don't think so. I thought she was, like, the bully. Maybe. I, I didn't see The Duff. So I, I never saw 
hiding behind all that crap. Dude, I I'm have not like digging through that. I have every well, no, every single Disney like VHS from the canons up there. Oh, really? and I have some different editions even, but a lot of those are just the ones that came from our house. I just yeah, I was gonna, them. I was gonna say too. I have several copies of the Little Mermaid because yeah. you one time you were like, I found this at Goodwill, and it was like a not ever opened like completely wrapped still oh version of the Little Mermaid. Well, because Mermaid. <laughs> you have we we had the ninety seven one the mm-hmm. re release, so you had that. And then you found the penis edition. Yeah. And then I found an unopened, I think it was the 97 version. And then and when I was in college, I found, because, like, they went to the vault for the longest time. So then I found the actual DVD at mm-hmm. a pawn shop. And then um, my family, because I was trying to get every Disney animated film on Blu-ray, someone got me The Little Mermaid, but it was, like, in the dvd case edition because they were doing that for a while and that ticked me off so i made kirsten switch with me even though like i don't i got like the super special edition too and justin's like switch with me so i can have the blu-ray case and i'm like okay i guess i don't care that much and the weird thing is for years i've been trying to hunt down the little mermaid teaser poster uh because I actually love that poster. It's the one where she's like sitting on the rock, mm-hmm. and it's like the light behind her. And it's, it's this one that's like shown like, in the like her silhouette kind of. I love it. That one. Yeah, yeah, that's like that, that poster right that there. Poster and I right can't there. find that poster anywhere. Even when I went to that store in the cities where it had that Toy Story poster that I've wanted for mm-hmm. years, didn't have uh, the Little Mermaid one. And every time I look it up online, I can't actually find one that's cheap. So. I don't know if they've ever done another printing of it, but that's, like, one poster I've always tried to hunt down. I, I love that poster so much. I carved that on my pumpkin last year. Like, I don't know why, but I, like, love... I just... I love it so much. We can move on. Uh, <laughs> what is your number three? My number three is The Social Network. Nice. This is a movie we saw with your friends, and all your friends hated it, but me they and They all hated it. it, and me and Justin were like, that was so good. <laughs> Uh, possibly Aaron Sorkin's best writing, I would say. Yeah, um, I think that's, because it's a very talking, talking movie. Like, it's very dialogue heavy. But edited well. Some of the great, uh, greatest music in oh, any yeah, movie. Oh yeah, the music is great. And, the uh... Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, uh... David Fincher, who directed, of course. Yeah. Which... I don't know, it's like weird if you kind of compare some... Because I wouldn't think he would direct a movie like that at the time if I had known that, oh, he directed Zodiac, which I, I, I've i seen now. And the only other movie of his I saw was Fight Club, and I was like, he's doing Social Network. Did you Network. see Fight Club before you saw the Social Network? I think so. I'm pretty sure I did. Because I, I, I might not have, but... It just... I don't know. I, I've always... I don't know why I question his decisions, because he's also doing World War... Was it World War Z 2? Maybe. I think I he's still doing that. I so. was thinking, well, I'm like, okay, he's a Fight Club guy. He did seven. Oh, wait, he did Alien 3. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of. He, he directed Gone Girl, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, this movie is so different compared to, like, everything he's done. All he the did rest the first of- girl dragon tattoo. I don't know if he did mm-hmm. the other ones or not, but. Did not. Not that newest one that just came in theaters that no yeah. one saw. <laughs> uh, yeah, but. And I like that it's like a. Like, oh, Trent Reznor. So was, oh, that's I knew there was yeah. other guy that did it too. Was Trent Reznor? Okay. And Atticus Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Just I, I like how everything like smooth moves along in the story, and it like it's kind of fast paced, but not super fast paced. And like I like the whole like 
the whole because it goes to like the real like what ha- actually happened, and then they show them in like the court scene, but not the actual court case or whatever. So it's like just really interesting, and it's like technology is something I'm not good with at all. But it's kind of I like watching movies about stuff that I'm not good at. And I'm like, look at what they can do, all that typing and stuff, and I can't do that at all. But it does make that really like yeah, like engaging. I'm like. <laughs> It's not even like I can't tell what they're talking about some of the like most of the time. Like most of the time, yeah, you can keep up. But I, I like that he's just good at making stuff that you would not be very interested in or really have a knowledge about and it makes you like fascinated about it and want to learn about it. Mm-hmm. It was kinda like in Molly's game he did that too, where like the whole time it's like suddenly yeah. I wanted to know about how skiing works. And I was like, why what? No I don't. Like I don't <laughs> care about skiing. But like I, I do ski, but like I don't need to learn about the, the angles and the math and the science to it all. But here I am interested in it from the beginning of that movie. Uh, and I forget because I, I looked it up and you know this is one of his, it feels like one of his shorter movies because the movie's at two hours. I think he usually goes over two hours. But it's a solid two hours, but it literally feels like 90 minutes. Yeah. Because I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, that movie mm-hmm. just always moves at such a, like, but it's good. I'm glad yeah. it moves that fast. Um, And I think everybody's performance in this movie is so good, too. Like, um, Justin Timberlake comes out of nowhere as a yeah, good Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Justin Timberlake, and then, like, um, Andrew Garfield. Andrew, Andrew Garfield's really great in this movie. Jesse Eisenberg is great as Which, Mark Zuckerberg. He's someone I... I haven't really liked him in most movies, honestly, but, you know, like, oh, the one exception is Zombieland, and this movie right here, Social Network, which is perfectly cast, I feel like. And I feel like most of the time he kind of, like, I feel like a, maybe not, maybe, like, one other movie, he has, like, an awkward humor in, but obviously Mm. he doesn't, like, he has, like, some, he says some, like, funny little lines, but, like, his awkwardness works really well. Um, Mm. and then the guy who plays, um, the twins... But they're the same person. Uh, Army Hammer? Yep, Army Hammer. Yeah. He does great in this movie, too. Yeah, he does. And even, like, all the random, like, side characters, because, like, Rashida Jones is in this movie. Lennon Tipton? Yeah. Lennon yep, Brenda she Song. is. Brenda Song. Yeah, and, um, oh, yeah, she is. In the, I forgot about that. Dakota Johnson's in this movie. Like, she? yep, oh, yeah, she's, yeah. yep. So, like, I feel like everybody just is, like, on top of their A-game when it comes to, like, their acting in it, so. I think that opening line is, like, so definitive about a lot of our online culture right now, as far as, like, people on Twitter and such, but that opening line where she's like, you're gonna grow up thinking that nobody likes you because you're a nerd, but the real truth is, you're an asshole. It was, like, some line like that, but I'm like, that is so, like, because you just kind of see that stuff nowadays especially like when there was like that movement for a while for those guys the good guys who don't get girls or whatever there was like a movement like that for a while and i was like what but you kind of read what they write and i'm like well you guys are kind of assholes so i'm like maybe that's the problem but i'm like it's funny that that movie that beginning line caught that so early on because like eight years later it's finally like really showing you're like wow that movie caught it early I don't think we give enough credit to Aaron Sorkin for writing two of the best uh, uh, biopics ever. I mean, he wrote Steve Jobs, too. Mm. And he just makes biopics way more interesting. Because if you compare Steve Jobs' Social Network, they still are very different movies. But they both have a different way to tell their story. And yet they're still better than most biopics. Like, even Bohemian Rhapsody, which... 
I mean, I like the movie, but it's just, as far as being a biopic, I'm like, is that really the, the definitive way to tell Freddie Mercury's story? Like, I don't know. Yeah. But that's not, like, even the best example, like, because there's other biopics that are like, wow, why? Mm-hmm. You can even take that other Jobs movie and compare it to Steve Jobs right. and be like, yeah. look how this one tells a story and look what, where do you, what do you think you learn more about him in this movie or this movie? And it's like, he's just that good of a writer. Moneyball, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, he wrote Moneyball too. Uh, Oh, okay. He wrote the TV show The Newsroom, which is excellent. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's an excellent show and underrated as hell. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Jeff Daniels, one of the most underrated actors (laughs) out there. And Steve Jobs, there's a scene in that Steve Jobs... I'm I'm sorry, we're talking about other movies Mm -hmm. now, but Steve Jobs, there's a scene in that movie I've seen hundreds of times now because I always watch it on YouTube but it's like that conversation that little fight between Steve Jobs and Jeff Daniels in that movie I'm like that's one of the best scenes of like all time yeah. and all they're doing is talking and that's it but it's just so damn good yeah uh, but the social network I remember when they announced it they were like we're making a Facebook movie That's and that's all they really said too I yeah. remember because they were like we're going to make a Facebook movie and I'm like about what like us being on Facebook that sounds lame yeah like, but it was a lot of, like, like, kind of, like, the court case drama. And I remember after this movie came out, there was, like, talk of people, like, deleting their Facebook. Because they were, like, Mark Zuckerberg's the worst human being ever. I'm going to delete. So it was all, like, people, like, mom's age, too, saying this. I'm, like, you're not going to delete Facebook. You're the reason mm-hmm. why Facebook's surviving. Yeah. <laughs> it's even more popular than it was before. Mm-hmm. I just was amazed by the way they, like, you know, made that movie. It wasn't the movie I, I thought it was going to be. But... Because I think most people thought they were going to go in getting, like, oh, this is going to be, like, the story of, like, an underdog. You know, like, who, young guy, made one of the biggest internet and enterprises in the world. But if you watch the movie, it's like, it's really not about Facebook most of the time. They, I mean, they bring it up, and they talk about the design, and they talk about problems, and they talk about the story about the chicken. <laughs> it's very small about, like... <laughs> Facebook. Like, it's barely about Facebook. I know. Yeah. Because, yeah, most of it is set between these conversations, between these people, because you realize, I mean, not just with this story, but with, like, a lot of stories, it's like, wow, a lot of the times with big things like this, it's always just kind of a couple people, and it's, like, these couple people who, you know, sometimes they just kind of don't know what they're doing, or they get lucky, Mm -hmm. or, you know, they kind of just relatable they talk like us you know it's but it's interesting uh and i'm trying to think was that guy who's in bohemian rhapsody who played the basses is he also in social network i'm pretty sure it's the same guy i know the bass player for bohemian rhapsody is the little kid from jurassic park can you look that up wait the little kid from jurassic park was he really (laughs) yep Look up that actor, because I'm pretty sure he was also in The Social Network. I'm pretty sure he was. Is he the guy that's sitting on the bed when, like, Mark Zuckerberg's first making, like, the website? He's just sitting in the corner, and he's like, <laughs> I think he's the one that's, like, very sidelined and everything, but he was still making money off the site the whole time. No. Uh, I love The Social Network. It's been a, a while since I've seen it, but it's, like, just as good every single time. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad I saw that movie at the time. That was like the year I was getting big in the movies. And yeah, they were. And then I saw this, and I was like, oh, "Yeah, that God. came out my senior year. That was really nice because we went to we went to quite a few movies together, mm-hmm. me and you. Because I was like, Justin likes seeing movies like these now. Yay! 
Somebody to go because none of my yeah, like I said, we left that movie theater and like Chelsea and Mike and Jasmine, they were all like that movie sucked. And I was like, what? That movie was great. And yeah, we talked about it the whole way home. Yeah, Social Network. Yep, he is. Yep. Social okay. Network, uh, Jurassic Park, Bohemian Rhapsody. I knew I recognized him. <laughs> I knew I recognized him. And the Lost World, GI Joe. What the? <laughs> Hunter's learning more about these obscure actors. Raising Helen? Did you say Raising Helen? He's in Raising I Helen. forgot about that. That's not the movie where, like, uh... Wait, who is he? I wonder who he is in Raising Helen. Is Raising Helen the one where... Kate Hudson's in it. Okay. And she has uh, Abigail Breslin and okay. Spencer Breslin and um, Hayden Panettiere. I always mix up that movie with Just Like Heaven. But that's, like, another weird, like... <laughs> Obscure comedy. Mark, Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo and Reese Witherspoon. And who's the guy from Napoleon Dynamite again? What was his name? John uh, Heater. John Heater's in it. I remember because that's how the end of the movie. He's like right. He like knew. He like knew that. He knew the whole time that she yeah. was dead. <laughs> it's a weird movie. I have that. We have that on VHS. We should pop that in sometime. But uh, you can move on to number two now. <laughs> um, my number two is Crazy Stupid Love, which we kind of talked about. A little bit about earlier, but um, again with the whole like chemistry thing between Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone, and then like I love oh my gosh, my favorite storyline like in any movie is like the one between Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling, and he's teaching him how to be like a man and pick up women and stuff, which like. Steve Carell plays perfectly. Like, obviously, he's only dated the one girl ever in his life. And he's like, I don't know how to do this. And he's at yeah. the bar drinking, like, cranberry vodkas. And, like, mm. and he's clearly not a going out type of guy. And his New Balance sneakers. Yeah. And he's <laughs> always like, I love when Ryan Gosling, he, like, takes a step back. And, like, he always steps in. <laughs> or he pulls out his Velcro wallet. Yeah, his Velcro wallet. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um... I, and I love how, like, every storyline is really intermingled, especially, because I feel like, um, this movie came out, like, during the time that, like, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve, and, like, he's just not that into love, actually, it was a little bit earlier, but, like, all these movies were coming out where there's these intermingling storylines, but they never, like, those movies, love actually works together, really well but like all the rest of them I'm like they're just kind of jumbled and there's way mm-hmm. too much but like this one there's like a few sorts of people like you find out that like this woman that he slept with is the one that son's teacher and they find out at the conference yeah. and yeah. like yeah. That, but like it's just that ending scene where like all of a sudden I remember like when Emma Stone walked in and Ryan Gosling walked into their house and I was like wait what what are they doing like why are they there and then you realize oh my gosh yeah that's his child and just like <laughs> oh it's like oh dear he does such a good job of making you think that like like the main characters are Steve Carell and Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. but they're in like separate things and yeah it, yeah it's it's one of the well cause in it, I think it just really threw off people too that like he, his children are so young like there's no way he has another child and then he says we had her when we were 17 mm-hmm. told me not to talk about my children I'm like oh that actually makes sense though like when they added like they threw that line in you know like a lot of that stuff you just I, I don't think anyone expected that scene out of the movie just cause there was nothing else like that for well besides the thing with the teacher but like and maybe that even helped people get thrown off cause they're like 
got thrown off early. Like, oh, that's going to be like the big funny twist in this movie. But I didn't really expect that for the ending because I didn't care to know like what's Emma Watt, uh, Emma Stone's connection to this mm-hmm. whole thing because like their storyline was interesting enough on the side. Uh-huh. You learned about like. Ryan Gosling as, you know, this character was Steve Carell, but he's, like, a completely different person with her, and, you yeah. know, you kind of get why, mm-hmm. and <laughs> you just see that ending, and you're like, oh, wait, I'm like, this is also still a comedy, and this is actually funny, and... Yeah. Well, and then, and then that daughter, who's, yeah, like, in neighbor. love with Steve Carell, and then the son's in <laughs> the love son, with her, yeah. and then... The dad shows up because she took, like, naked pictures for him. <laughs> and it's in a full envelope yeah, that's literally with his name on it. And he, and he thinks totally that. It's like, it's like you've been messing around with my daughter. <laughs> and, then the, and, he, and Steve Carell has no idea. Yeah, he's, he's like, like, he's like, like I don't even get what's going on right now. <laughs> and then that one guy shows up and he's like... David Lindhagen. Lindhagen. <laughs> and they both, right? they both stop fighting and they go and beat him up. Wait, isn't that like that's Kevin Bacon? That's Kevin, Kevin Bacon's <laughs> character. <laughs> that's Kevin Bacon, ain't it? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Anything's great with just Kevin Bacon showing up last second. <laughs> Dude, he seems like it's actually like a nice guy too. <laughs> I th- like that's the thing that's really nice about his character. He does seem like a really nice character that just mm-hmm. likes this woman, and this woman says that she has a bad marriage and that they're getting divorced. So she just goes, you know, she they have a thing together, and then. But it's like, but, you know. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, it still always holds up for me. And that's like, like I said, that's one that I could watch on TV. And, like, I can watch it, like, through the commercials and, like, still really enjoy it. So, because there's some movies I thought about putting on my list. And I was like, eh. Like, but I get bored of it after a while. Like, Titanic, I thought about for the longest time putting on my list. And I'm like, eh. It's like, yeah, the movie's good, but there is this whole other hour to it. And that's <laughs> I'm like, I can't watch that on TV and not get bored and change channel many times. Whereas, like, most of my top ten I could watch, like, without... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of, like, my top ten, if there's any movies that are really even over, like, two and a half hours. I mean, The Dark Knight, I guess. But most of them are, like, shorter because it's like, yeah, I would choose, like, a shorter movie over a longer movie any day. Because I, I like longer movies, obviously, but, like, something I'm going to rewatch, like, it's like, no, I don't, I don't go popping in, like, Schindler's List every week, <laughs> like, because the movie's really long and depressing, so, I mean, it's great, but I'm not going to rewatch it. I watched it for the first time, like, a month ago, and as soon as I finished it, I'm like, oh, I want to watch this again. But that's because I was really it. Actually, they're doing a re-release of it. Are they? Yeah. Go see it on the big screen and cry together. Okay. <laughs> I should go I haven't seen Shadows so I should just go to that that's the best way to do it. it go see it go see it in theaters the way it was meant to be seen uh number one okay I already know what it is yeah my number one is Back to the Future <laughs> which is the greatest movie of all time <laughs> you've talked a lot about a lot on your podcast three out of five stars <laughs> <laughs> it's actually like a 10 out of 5 stars it's just that perfect maybe it is 4 I think it's 3 I recently told Justin because when we were watching Bohemian Rhapsody um, the Live Aid takes, great, takes place in 1985 and I was like 1985, man. I would go back to that year. And Justin's like, why? Because back to the future came out that year. I'm like, yeah, we can see it. We can see it in theaters. (laughs) For 
two things she'd go back. <laughs> For only those and two I was things. Like, I tried thinking of a third thing, but I was like, no, it's just... <laughs> the Goonies. <laughs> That's another thing, I guess. Yeah, but, um, yeah, I saw it the same way as Justin, four, Dad. Yeah. Right now, I thought it was a three. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was another. Yeah, Dad took us to the video store. And made us watch it. Mm-hmm. I remember when we finished it, I was just like so amazed. I was like, that movie was the mm-hmm. best. Like, I knew instantly at that moment that I was like, this is my favorite movie now. And Dad was like, there's two more movies. So we went and rented those right away. And I loved it. I loved Back to the Future so much. I remember watching the second one, and I was like, "This movie is trash." Like, I'm pretty sure I remember telling Dad that. I like, I don't think I watched the second or the third one probably for like three or four years after, because wow. I was like, "Like Back to the Future is like a perfect movie to me." It like, is everything about yeah. it. You guys are lucky that your parents told you there were more movies, though. No one told me for years that there were more movies. We had to find out on our own. Our dad was so excited to, like, show us these movies, though. Like, I think after we loved Back to the Future so much, he was pretty happy, so he would, like, pick out these other, like... He was like, watch Ghostbusters, and I was like... I'm like, yeah, that was, oh, that was almost as good as Back to the Future. Yeah, well, I loved that movie as a kid. And then he's like, well, watch uh, Short Circuit. I'm like, yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I saw, oh, that's movie. He's got some funny scenes. Like, watch Harry and the Henderson's. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love them all, but mm-hmm. <laughs> some of them have aged better than others. But yeah, no, I always, I still quote this movie to the day. I could watch it, like, I always love watching this movie with, like, people that have never seen it before, too. Because, mm-hmm. like, we watched it with our cousin. We, was it both Michaela and Ryan? I think so. Yeah. We watched it with both of them. I was like, have you ever seen this movie before? And they're like, no. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And mm-hmm. then they're, like, so excited at the end. They're like, is he going to make it? Like, on yeah. time? And I'm like, you'll have to wait and see. <laughs> Usually, like, whenever, like, I'm, like, traveling or something, I always bring a copy of Back to the Future with me. Because of that, like, I'm always in the, with a group of people who have never seen it. Yeah. I'm like, wow. we'll whip this out. <laughs> That's one movie, it. too. If somebody mentions that they've never seen it, I'm like, how? Mm-hmm. How have you never seen it? That's, yeah. like, a movie I always try to learn some more uh, factoids about. Mm-hmm. Just to see if there's anything else I don't know about that movie. It was weird, because that movie is... That movie in particular has a lot of special features... Like, they went as far as, like, they have the documentary. They have, like, two or three documentaries on one disc, all different. And they also have, like, a commentary, which I've listened to, and they had a trivia track that ran with the film, which I watched. Like, so it was, like, getting more and more invested. But even when, like, 2015 rolled around, they released two books. There was a hardcover uh, giant book, and there was, like, a little one. I actually, I own them both. Like, they're somewhere down there. But even, like, the little, like, novel-sized book, paperback, whatever... Which was all about the movie. It was weird that I still was learning like new things about it. I was like, there's no end in sight of how many things I'll learn. I'm happy enough to, when we went to Florida, at Universal Studios, they have the uh, one of the actual DeLoreans from the movie, and they have the actual train from Back to the Future Part 3. And I remember we went there, but we weren't going to go to Universal Studios. Like, we were doing Island Adventure, but everyone wanted to skip out on Universal Studios because it was like we were just doing too many parks one day. We did Disney World, too. But, like, I made a point. I was like, no, I have to go to Universal Studios because I am not missing this car. I need to take a picture by this car. The ride is closed down now. It's just 
they got rid of it. They got the Simpsons right in there, but they kept the car. And I was like, I need to go to this car. And the only other thing I still want to do is go to the courthouse, like the, the set mm-hmm. in in well Universal Studios and also uh, the mall, which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's seriously like I mean we've talked about the movie countless times. It's still just it is honestly for a movie about time travel that is specifically supposed to take place in the 80s with a lot of 80s culture and that the movie's timeless. Like, it is timeless. Mm. Like, which is weird. As weird as the movie is, it yeah. makes it more timeless <laughs> for being as weird as I it. always, like, I always say that so many of the jokes work really well, too. Because, like, when he's like, can I have a tab? He's like, if you want a tab, you gotta buy something. Or Pepsi-free. And, like, both of those pops don't exist anymore and it just mm-hmm. works out. Well, if you want a Pepsi, pal, you're gonna have to pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many, like, funny, like, just little things in there that you, I don't know, like, you kind of catch something new every time, even if you'd seen it many times, but, like, <laughs> Goldie Wilson that just happens to work in that diner, and he's like, that's right, he's gonna be mayor! It's like, mayor! Yeah. Now that's a good idea! And, of course, it's the 50, and so it's like, you won't be a mayor! Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, he was... Oh, jeez. And Uncle Joey. Like, <laughs> oh, he loves his playpen. He just wants to stay in there all day. <laughs> he never wants to kid. <laughs> so good. What's a rerun? <laughs> it's just, it's so funny, oh my gosh, you say, no, we can watch Jackie Gleason while we eat. <laughs> I, I say that line all the time. Every single time we're at my parents' house, because we'll like. Just eat in the living room. We don't care. So we will do that. I always say, now we can watch Jackie Gleason while we eat. It makes my dad crack oh up my every single time. So our cousin got married last year. And during the wedding ceremony, the pastor starts to quote. He doesn't sing it at all, but he starts to like say the lyrics of um, Power of Love. He starts to say the lyrics. And I'm sitting there trying to hold my laughter in because it was just funny because he's just saying these words. And my dad is sitting right next to me. My dad's trying not to laugh hysterically. And I look over Justin. He's filming the wedding. He's laughing. And then mom got mad. She's like, what are you all laughing at during that part? And I was like, it was, it was the power of love. The picture is the power of love. He, 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 did, he literally he finished by like saying that. He's like, that's the power of love. And I was like sitting there laughing because I was like, oh my God. I was glad you all caught that. But, um, but yeah, it was funny when dad was like, even dad seen that movie enough and remembers a song that he was laughing hysterically. And then mom's like, what are you all laughing at? That movie is uh, got to be up there for most likable movie of all time. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have yet really to see anybody who dislikes the movie that I've ever shown. I even I, I showed it to Stella, and there's a couple things that she notoriously doesn't like that I like. Like, she she won't watch The Office. <laughs> I spent the whole weekend watching The Office, and she she just hated it, and I cannot get her into it. But uh, and she's tried, she's tried multiple times, even just for me, and she can't do it. But I was, like, scared to show her Back to the Future, because I'm like, oh, this would suck if you didn't like this, because, like, yeah. I have posters of it and crap everywhere, but, like, no, I showed it to her, and she actually liked it, like, a lot. I was, like, surprised she liked it as much as she did. She wanted to watch the second one, like, we still haven't, but, like, yeah, that movie, I can't find anybody who really dislikes it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was always surprised, like, I was able to quote the movie so much with Evan, because Evan was never too much in the movies, but that was one that he just, like... 
knew a lot about. He went to that Back to the Future Part Two <laughs> re-release with us because I dressed up and he came as Biff. I was yeah. like, oh my god, people, he came as Biff because he didn't. He uh, said he didn't have anything else. But he's like, but I had this shirt, so he's like, I thought I could be I'm Biff. Biff. <laughs> that was like, you kind of look like him. <laughs> I think he called me when you guys were going, but I was working that night. I couldn't, but he's like, oh, I would have thought you would be in there already. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you sure can. I remember that guy. Just quit. Was a youth pastor. We they did like trivia beforehand, and that guy answered that question in front of us, and he got the answer wrong. And you were like, "Well, it was about the time you quoted it exactly." And that guy's like, "Damn it!" <laughs> what time they like went back or whatever? No, it was like the time that show was on the clock where he's like, "I'm late for school." Oh, it's exactly five minutes late. I can't remember the exact time. Are you saying it's eight twenty-five for school? <laughs> bam, bam. Yeah. Every time I'm in a rush, I think of that song. <laughs> I don't know. I think of that, or I think of the uh, of the song from Empire Strikes Back, where it's like when they're going through like the asteroid field. But <laughs> that one time we were on vacation and we passed by a Burger King that had, like, the old Burger King sign, and it was like, Justin, this is, like, Back to the Future, we had to take a that picture of it. the Burger King. It was weird, they still had, like, the 80s Burger King logo, and I was like, yeah. that is the Burger King. <laughs> when I when I was in Australia, like, every day, like, our warehouse where we had our lectures was about, like, four or five blocks away from where we were staying, and it was, like, all downhill, and so I'd skate every morning there, listening to the Back to the Future theme <laughs> song, love. or Power of Love, um, and then when, uh, when I did some traveling, we went to like a like a swap meet, and I bought the entire Back to the Future outfit while I was there. Yeah. <laughs> and so for the like the last week of school, I dressed up every day <laughs> as Marty McFly <laughs> and skated down there listening to it. Oh, it was so good. Those are the days. <laughs> I still have like I just made like a makeshift costume out of stuff I found in Savers, and mm-hmm. I would just wear it every once in a while. I still have it all set up, but I should just buy like an actual. Like, because it's pretty gross. That fits in with nowadays, like, culture and, like, out, like, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Red Fly outfit is... It's coming back. It's in. <laughs> um, we are out of things to always say about Back to the Future, and now we'll never run out of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can go through your, uh, honorable mentions on top ten list again if you'd like. Just name them off? Yeah. So, Spider-Man 2 is number 15, The Hangover, number 14, at 13, it's Chef, 12 is a Goofy movie, 11 is Spider-Man Homecoming, 10, 21 Drum Street, 9, Miracle, 8, High School Musical 3, 7, School Rock, 6, Freaky Friday, 5, La La Land, 4, The Little Mermaid, Three, The Social Network. Two, Crazy Stupid Love. And number one is Back to the Future. That's five Disney films. Six if you include Spider-Man Homecoming. Wow. <laughs> that that was mostly Sony, apparently. I don't know about that. Yep, yeah, that was all Sony. <laughs> that was a good list. I liked because there was a lot of uh, different stuff. There was like uh, a lot more like well-known films, but like ones that... I don't see pop up in like top ten lists a lot. I guess like I wouldn't think of a top ten list that really like includes. I don't know many people that would include Twenty One Jump Street, honestly. Even though it's like really good, same like School of Rock, they're like really good, but no one includes mm-hmm. them ever. But 
I like that. I like that because I, I keep expecting we're going to get so many like repeats, but it hasn't happened yet. So, Zach, you better not mess that up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same list. Is it, is it, just, is it just ten Lion Kings? And <laughs> Lion King one and a half. Lion King two. Number one is Lion King. Can I show in the Lion Guard? The little DVD special that came out. I know I haven't seen it yet, but 2019 live action CD. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Which we re- weirdly enough have not gotten the trailer for yet. They must be really just like th- that one. They're probably like, we don't even need the market this one. People will go. Like, mm-hmm. we'll wonder how they're gonna do it because like the, so much. To put up the Cloverfield yeah. poster and say Lion King on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, that Overlord movie. That, I was kind of thinking the whole time. I was like, okay, well, I'm waiting for the Cloverfield twist. Is it going to happen? <laughs> Wasn't it supposed to be, and then Cloverfield tanked, so they decided not to make it? I think because of the par- yeah paradox, I think they're like, yeah, let's quit it. But it originally, it was supposed to be the fourth installment of the I think that would have been thing. a well, really good Cloverfield movie. I think they should have just said Everybody. screw it for like the tanking of it. Just say screw it. Like, just, you know, you don't even need to call it Cloverfield, but... Mm. I think the they, they tried too hard with Paradox. If they hadn't tried so hard, I think this would be perfect for it. Because it's just a Twilight Zone. It's under this weird umbrella, but it, they don't have to tie it all in. But they tried too hard with Paradox. But anyway. Well, I, I hated that, actually, about like Paradox. Was that it was so tied to just the first film, it seemed like. Exactly, that yeah. they were trying to explain all this mythology. When I was like, I didn't really want the mythology explained. I Like you said, I want it to be like Twilight Zone... But have all these connections mm-hmm. to a mythology. And, you know, because I know there are some people that get annoyed by a 10 Cloverfield Lane ending with basically just a giant alien. But I still think it's a great twist because I'm like, I don't I don't know. I think it's hilarious. We like, how long <laughs> the twist is. Like, if that's mm-hmm. considered a twist, there's still like a solid like 20 minutes. I know, left, right? You know? But I think it's great because like last second you're like she takes the mask off. You're like, oh, everything was fine. Oh, it was all just John Goodman this whole time being yeah. a creep. But then you see the alien. You're like, oh wait, no, there happens to just be it's something like, it's going like on. The fourth act of the movie. That is the greatest. Like, like I think that's just great writing right there because like John Goodman is like proven to be this creep who has like kidnapped girls before and like brought them down here and probably done this whole bit where he's like no there's an apocalypse upstairs you can't leave or anything like that and it's like it just so happened that this time around there actually was an apocalypse outside yeah and I believe we can do now the last movie on earth and uh, I got some rankings here and I can write uh Kirsten into the rankings now. You, it might take you a while to... If she scores, right? Or... I'm going to get all the points this evening, so... Well, that's what I was thinking about. I'm like, how do you even, like, get back at this point? But I'm like, I guess if you just keep guessing the movies and don't allow anyone else to guess, it's like, yeah, you can get up there. You can't guess my movie, though, because you, you already know what it is. We can have, like... I mean, we'll have, like, our board, and then we'll also have, like, the guest board or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, guest boards, they get, they get like... Times three bonuses like, <laughs> for every day or something. I wish we had sound effects. Yeah, like what, every time like they're on the podcast, they get like another multiplier added on. So it's like, oh my god! You have two points, but then you're on twice, and you, it just goes to four no matter what points you're at. Like, <laughs> That's too crazy. overpowered. <laughs> too much power. We have to do whatever. We have to do whatever. <laughs> All right, but uh... I want to be considered a guest still. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, Alright, I'm gonna just multiply your 16 points right now. <laughs> By the way, we got uh, Zach at 15, uh, Chloe at 16, Hunter at 25, and Justin at 26 points. 
And uh, Kirsten's at zero. Uh, but <laughs> uh, tonight, I guess, I who wants to... I, you can start if you want, since you are the one on tonight. I know you just said all your movies, too, but... Yeah. You've never started before. We've all started no, at some I point. I haven't started <laughs> before. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Okay. Um, an uptight woman accompanies her boyfriend to his eccentric and outgoing family... Family's annual Christmas celebration and finds out she's a fish out of water in their free spirited way of life. You guys know what it is? I feel like I can't guess because you technically told me. And you can't guess mine, so yeah, whatever. I know what it is. Oh my gosh, why can I not think of it? You can say the year. (laughs) Why him? No. No. (laughs) That was a good guess. Hmm. Oh, it came out 2005. Okay. Who's uh, the director? Thomas Bazooka. That's not gonna help. Yeah. Uh, who's Who's the lead actor? The first name listed. I know who it is, but I can't. First name listed. Can um, I guess him? I just don't know the name of the movie. Sarah Jessica Parker is the oh, first. Oh wait, no. Oh no, I have no idea. <laughs> Not Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock? There's, oh, there's oh, that's several. a proposal. Because that's the proposal. Yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Plot. It's not the proposal. Yep, not okay. the proposal. Yep. I don't know what it is then. <laughs> you don't want to I suppose I do. The Family days. Stone. Oh. Yeah, this movie has like... It's a um, Christmas movie. Yep. Sarah Jessica Parker, Luke Wilson, Craig T. Nelson, Claire Danes, Diane Keaton, Rachel McAdams, Dermont Mulroney, I can't pronounce his name. Elizabeth Reeser, so. White. Zero maroon. <laughs> That's all I can think of. <laughs> it reminds uh, me of our family <laughs> during Christmas. Good old Did you, uh, what do you think about the movie then? What would you give, nah. it, out? What would you give it out of five? Out of five, maybe like a two. Oh. Yeah. Has it been a while since you've seen it? Um, or is it just not as good as you remember? I I feel like I watched it a couple of Christmases ago because mm. it's always on. T- it was on TV. Yeah. It's always on TV during Christmas time, so I watched it around then. But it's the end that makes me laugh, and like everything's going to hell. Yeah. <laughs> so she like wakes up in the brother's bed, and like they get in a fight, and then it's a huge mess. Yep. Ends in tears. <laughs> I've never seen it. <laughs> I, you've you've seen it. I, I, not that I would remember. Well, yeah, but I feel like you have. Is that the movie where uh, where they worry about making some like dessert where it's like perfectly poofed or whatever, but in the sinks? What movie is that? What movie is that? I keep trying to remember what the movie is. I spent like all day with still trying to figure out what that movie is, and is I can't. It's a movie where she's like making this dessert, and it's got to be like perfectly poofed up. Like a souffle. Yeah, it's a souffle. Is it a souffle? Yeah, oh, we could look it up then. Like, yeah, I didn't know what it was called. Yeah, it's but, a souffle that you have to. But like... it sinks, and it like blows everything up after that because like they were working hard on it. This is a movie. Weird she science. makes the egg bake. Like she <laughs> makes the egg bake the night before, and then it. She's crying at Christmas, and she takes it out of the fridge, and the door slams into her, and she drops it all over her. See, I don't remember any of that. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Souffle Sinks movie. Well, no, it's not (laughs) Breathless from 
Jean-Luc Godard. <laughs> so, I have no idea. It's like one of those family movies, though, where, like... Someday I'll see it again. I'll be like, holy crap, and I'll give many phone calls after that. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's two points for you, since no one could guess it. <laughs> we can move on to Zach. We'll go this way around. So, if I say any of the names in this, it, it'll give it away, so I'm going to replace them. All right. All right. With beeps. It's all extreme sports and a life of freedom as Skeletor sets off for college. <laughs> but his dad misses Skeletor so much that he loses his job. Extreme and Kill Me movie! Oh. I was like, Skeletor, Nacho Libre? That's not what, <laughs> what? I thought there was El Skeletor oh. right, is the guy in Nacho Libre. No. So. I said I'd replace the name. I'd pick Skeletor. That's oh. why I was thinking. That, was, that threw me off. That's why yeah. I looked at you funny earlier because she said a goofy movie. And I saw on Netflix someone had watched an extremely goofy movie. <laughs> we, we share an account. And I was like, I swear to God if that's his top ten. Not his top I told you before we came here, I was like, I watched a kid's movie today. Yeah, and then I thought of that and I was like, it's yeah. totally an extremely goofy movie. And then I just forgot. <laughs> oh, I'm so mad. Is it as good as the other goofy movie? No, it's not. As <laughs> as you said all it's fun. Sports, it's still, like, it's still a goofy movie. But then when you said Skeletor, I'm like, it's not that. <laughs> is he it did say he, he replaced it. Yeah, but I don't know why. I feel like he's got to have some tied to Nacho Libre then. <laughs> is it better than uh, Life of the Party with Melissa McCarthy? I don't think I ever saw that. that movie. It probably is. I, I promise you it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, I always liked an extremely goofy movie and a goofy movie. I loved that one even more. But like, I'd always see commercials for this one. I haven't... I didn't see this one until way later, mm-hmm. but oh, it's a good three-star Disney movie. Nice. It's always the movie that would be promoted as the one to go and register your DVD with. Yeah, that commercial. Yeah, <laughs> like go and register your copy of Extremely Goofy Movie. I'm like, I'll get right on that. <laughs> All, right. All right, my turn. Okay. So, a competitive ice skater amongst the ranks at the U.S. figure skating... Oh, sorry. I missed a word. A competitive ice skater rises amongst the ranks at the U.S. figure skating championships, but her future in the sport is thrown into doubt when her ex-husband intervenes. Ice uh, Oh, oh, okay. Oh. I don't know why I was thinking of the cutting edge, but I was like, there's not... I don't know any... any <laughs> I was like, it's either Ice Princess, and I said ex-husband... That's a good synopsis for that movie, even though I still don't. Blades of Glory. I don't know. That's they not. Blame it on the ex husband. Uh, yeah, they make it be like, oh, it's all his fault. You know, all his fault. Mm. This this is a movie about class, and I and Tanya Harding was blamed for something she didn't do, and I'm like, stop. You mean to tell me that this whole scheme was planned, and she had no idea. She had no. I'm oh. sorry. No, I don't. Oh, buy and that I was so. Ever. She was on Dancing with the Stars last season. I was. I was so furious that she was allowed to even be on the show because Nancy Kerrigan was on like a few seasons earlier, and then she was on. She had this whole story, and I'm like, stop. See, <laughs> like, I like. I knew the name Tanya Harding. So, like, when it popped up, I was like, oh, that's a figure skater. Like, cool. I knew absolutely nothing about the scandal. Not a thing. So, um, like, in the movie, when it's like, oh, it's the part you're all here for, I was like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and, like, the movie paints her to be, like, the good person. And, like, 
I don't think the ex-husband should have been blamed for it. I think the stupid fat guy should have been blamed for it. <laughs> All his fault. Gloria. Gloria out of proportion. I work for the CIA. But oh my. we all know that's not true. I hated yes, him so much. I hated uh, him so did, much. Oh my gosh. You just saw it, right? Oh yeah. That's one of my favorite movies from last did year. Did you, when you watched, like... It's really good. When you saw Tiny Harding with her ex-husband and that just that guy that hung out with them... And just yeah. how the scheme was like, somehow they pulled it off, but it was just horribly pulled off too. Did that not make you just think of people in Floodwood the exactly. entire time? That's exactly what I thought. Exactly. Like, I'm like, I know so many people that are like this guy. And then uh, uh, Black Klansman. He was in Black Klansman. He was one of the, the supremacy guys. He was one guys. of the... Oh, yeah. And I was like... And then when he was alongside all the other supremacy guys, I'm like, oh, these guys are Floodwood people. Like, all of these... White supremacists. <laughs> like, I mean, well, more I so than Tanya Harding. But yeah, like, but the like. The Tanya Harding guy, yeah. Like, but the way they Hardcore. act and everything, and the way they, like. Well, yes. just the place they're in, and especially in that movie, I'm like, yeah, that, like, reminds yeah. me of, like, Houses of Bloodwood. How they talk but, about, like, just their interests, yeah. basically. Like. But, like, I forgot that that big guy was also the one in Black Klansman to plan the scheme that went horribly wrong. Like, oh my god, he did it in both movies. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... It makes you excited I to see what else I love the one guy's character in that movie. The, um, the news guy who, who worked for, like, the crappy tabloid. Mm. And he's oh, like... With the part where he's like, they moved their car every 15 every minutes. Th- and I was like, you avoid suspicion. <laughs> <laughs> Over two days. <laughs> That That movie has an amazing soundtrack, by the way, too. And great editing. Uh, Yeah. I really like the part, though, where um, it's Tanya's voiceover, and she was like, I was 15, and then it's like, fully aged Margot Robbie. Yeah, right. (laughs) So funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Wearing the same size, like, (laughs) rabbit jacket. Oh, that's so good. The movie really, like, uh, ever since, like, Wolf of Wall Street, there's been, like, a lot of movies that are being edited in the same way with the real... You know, with the music kind of driving the editing, yeah. and oh, like, yeah. a lot of like, like that. and a lot of like messing around with the uh, what kind of like stuff we're showing on screen and the aspect ratios and everything. Especially when we're like, so we're gonna cut to a, like a commercial from like the, that time, right, and really to set you yeah. in what that time period. The Big Shark did that too. Yeah, in the Big Shark, didn't they have a whole scene just Margot Robbie in a hot yeah, tub? Exactly. She like literally yeah. was explaining what was going on, and I was like, "Thank you, that's, <laughs> that's it. what and I needed." Like that's just fun. Oh, yeah. I, uh, but I was gonna say, like, yeah, that, especially when they're, like, in that one house where they're, like, fighting and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, she has a shotgun. I'm like, I've yeah. been in this house. Like, <laughs> like I, I've been here before. I have friends who are just, like, yeah. not families at extreme, but I'm like, I've been here. Yeah. Like, it's weird. And I really liked how they took parts, like, while, like, they were acting out scenes, they would stop and, like, look at the camera and, like, tell the story. Yeah, I like, that was really I cool. never did this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what, but, you know, even though they, like, kind of marketed it, and they kind of went on a press tour, kind of making it sound like, you know, we're going to redeem Tanya Harding a little bit, I don't think the movie itself really does that. Like, there's one quick scene where she's like, no, I had no idea about that, like, thing. I, you know, like, when she's in a private discussion with her husband and that big guy, that mm-hmm. she didn't want to do the whole knee bashing it anymore. That's the only time where they try to make you side with her. Like, see, well, she had no idea. and they show that she goes to the FBI and she's like, my husband did this. Like, I didn't have anything to do with it. All mm-hmm. I wanted to do was send, or all I, like, had agreed to was sending threatening letters. That's it. Yeah. Which, like, the movie shows that's all she wanted to do was send threatening letters. Yeah. And so it's like, I like that the movie still kind of makes it seem like, it, it, 
who knows what the really the true story is to all of it because everyone kind of lies. But I will agree that the movie is totally about like yeah, an abusive husband who after they break up, he's like still acting like he's doing like great things for his wife, like going as far as like mm-hmm. oh I'm gonna go and bash her knee in just for you, honey. Yeah, and it's he's like, like oh she'll love me then. It's like it's you're like, crazy. She she did not ask you to do that. <laughs> like, it's the '80s, man. And then he just, you know, and then he goes to, like, the FBI and he talks all nice. We're like, well, he doesn't seem too bad. Like, mm-hmm. that movie is, like, really good, though. Yeah, um, I really, I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I watched it twice. All right. All right. So, the story of the five-day interview between Rolling Stone reporter David Lipsky and acclaimed novelist David Foster Wallace. What's the name of that movie? Is it, is it almost famous? No. Oh, it's real close though. I was thinking, is that the same guy? Or I know it was a role. He was Rolling Stones writer. I don't think so. Okay. I have to. Don't think so. All I knew about Almost Famous was that he's a Rolling Stones writer. Yeah, that was in like the seventies. Incident. So. I can say it again. Yeah. The story of the five-day interview between Rolling Stone reporter David Lipsky and acclaimed novelist David Foster Wallace. What came out in 2015. I need to start watching more obscure movies or I'm never going to get points. I don't think this is that obscure. Have you heard of it? I... Who was that? Oh boy, like I feel I've never heard of it. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw quite a few. When I hear David Wallace, I think of The Office. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, 2015. The director is James Ponsold. Did DT at all? He had directed The Spectacular Now and The Circle are the only other big ones. The lead in it is. It lists Jason Seagal, but I think it's someone else. Oh. Who do you think it is? I mean, no, I think that the other actor is more. He's more of the Who's lead. Who's the other actor? I don't know. Do you guys want to know? Yeah. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I can, like, picture it in my head, but, like, the. I can't remember the Yeah, but I can't remember the name. Jason Seagal has long hair in this movie. Mm-hmm. Where's Ben Nana? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, no mm-hmm. names, no titles. Garfield, the tale of two kids. <laughs> yep, that's the one. <laughs> one of these days, I'm gonna uh, get it. Superman versus Superman. <laughs> the end of the tour. Okay. Never heard. Real good. Very, very good. Um takes place in 1995 I think I already canceled that um yeah um David Foster Wallace like was like a nobody and he wrote this book and instantly became like like the most famous writer of like his time basically and people are comparing him to like Ernest Hemingway and he's just like a dude he's just a normal guy and uh Jesse Eisenberg, yeah, he's from Rolling Stone, like, tries to interview him for five days, um, and you kind of find out a lot about, based on how they interact, you find out, like, kind of the minds of who we think of as, like, genius people, um, but then also, like, our own, the way that we just see them ourselves, too, and it's very good, like, 
looking at it like from both sides from both people like am I the guy who is super popular but acts more humble than I probably really am or am I the guy who acts humble but really all I want to be is that guy I want to be the famous guy no matter what and um, yeah really good real introspective a lot of philosophical thinking and stuff it's good four stars out of five out of five what was yours by the way for Antonio uh, it'd probably be four out of five nice I think I went four out of five for Antonio um and then we are to me which I'm uh I'm, 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 I'm getting to it. Okay. Something from like the 1930s. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm trying. Actually, I'm, in our era this time. I'm trying to avoid doing that for to you people. Uh, what do you mean, you people? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to bash on your heritage. <laughs> uh, only on hunters. <laughs> okay. A man must struggle to travel home for Thanksgiving with an obnoxious slob of a shower ring salesman, his only companion. Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I thought you were going to get it right away. No, <laughs> I, was like... no, no, no. I was thinking of due date, only it's not Thanksgiving. It's the same movie. Like, like, yeah, yeah, it really yeah. is. I literally movie. said that when I walked in. I was like, this is well, like due date, but older. I always, I always kind of knew that too, though. Like since seen due date which I I had only seen due I actually this was the first time I'd ever seen it was today mm-hmm. and I'd always only seen due date which I always kind of liked because mm-hmm. I like Robert Downey Jr. I think he's just he's great and yeah he's in the movie Good too and I just I like them together I just like that movie and it is a different movie from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles after oh, watching yeah. it I'm like yeah there's even like the style and it's like a, the moral it's like, the same premise though but Planes, Trains, and Automobile like has more of a heart to it, which I really did like about the movie. And, you know, it's like I've, it's like at this point, I feel bad having to see these older movies way after seeing all the rip-offs, but it's still such a good, like, uh, everything goes to shit while on the road kind of movie. Mm-hmm. But it, it's like, I don't know, it's done more, uh, more interesting, I guess. Because, like, Steve Martin's not this, like, immediately dislikable guy and he even does some pretty like he, he doesn't have like an absolute hatred towards John Candy the entire time they even like establish from the beginning that it's like in the first 20 minutes that they have like a big fight and John Candy's already defending himself so they don't like treat him like this big dumb goofball the entire time like no they just treat them as like they're just way better written than most like comedies <laughs> they're not just simple stereotypes there's like way more to him there's a scene in like, the first 20 minutes where he goes on this big monologue. He's like, I, I like me. And I forgot, like, what all he says exactly, but he just goes on and on about himself. And, that, like, it actually, like, it really hurts your heart. I'm like, oh, my God. That, like, yeah, Steve Martin, stop being so mean to him right now. Like, John Candy's all right. Leave him alone. Did, did I call Steve Martin Steve Krill at one point while talking? Uh, I thought you said something uh, No, I didn't. Oh, seemed, no, maybe, maybe, that, maybe the, I said something wrong, but whatever I said wrong, I'm saying it right now. <laughs> uh, I thought you said Martin Freeman at one point. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah. All good actors, oh, but... No. Uh, and the movie's really... Oh, it's got a lot of funny parts in it. I just love when they get pulled over and John Candy was just sitting there just explaining that. 
He's like, do you believe that this car is fit to be driving? He's like, well, uh, you know, it gets you where you're going. It's like the hood is burned off. They can't read the speedometer. It's like, funny thing is, the radio still works. It's like, John Candy's just amazing. Like, put him in any movie for 15 minutes, which they did with Home Alone, and he's still amazing. <laughs> he, he's part of some, what is it, uh... What's the name of that kind of dance? Polka. He's polka part of some band. polka group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot uh, about that. I'm trying to think of how many more John Hughes movies I have to get through in my life, but I had just recently finally watched Weird Science after many years, and I, I, I wasn't too into that movie. Really? I, 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 I love Weird Science. I love it. It's like the, it's so goofy. It's amazing. Yeah, that's but, like, Weirdly enough, it's just Mary Poppins. <laughs> Weirdly yeah. enough, I was like, I am I the first to think of this? And then it's I looked like it up, and there's like a Mary article. Poppins meets Revenge of the Nerds or something. Yeah, and you get weird science. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is honestly like I, I think one of like uh, John Hughes' better movies. Which I mean, does he really have many bad movies uh, for directing? I think the only ones I saw to go through are like kind of more obscure ones. Curly Sue, I've never heard of. And uh, she's having a baby. Never heard of that. But you've never heard of Curly Sue. Mm-mm. It looks weird. <laughs> but uh, this was uh, probably better than Due Date. I'd like to give Due Date another watch, just because I did like it so much when it came out. But mm-hmm. I was a different age. It was a different time. I'd probably give this movie four stars. Honestly, the best Thanksgiving film. Only Thanksgiving movie. I can't think of any Thanksgiving movies. Uh, Kirsten racked up four points, so uh, forget about the multiplier. <laughs> uh, Zach and Chloe are tied at sixteen points, and Justin has twenty six points, and Hunter's got twenty seven points because he just had to watch the end of the tour and get those two points. Yeah, to win. <laughs> It was either that or Deathly Hollows Part 2. I would have guessed that in the heart. So, I would have gotten it first. Mm-hmm. He likes to think he knows more Harry Potter than I do. I know more Harry Potter than all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet trivia right now. Huh? <laughs> Harry Potter trivia? Yep. All right, but we're also adding, adding in Nikola Tesla. <laughs> trivia, and, uh... I'd win that. Still, there's, a different, there's another one that we had in the last episode that... I would be a genius. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Oh, Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. <laughs> yeah. trivia. I would win all three Deal. categories. But, uh, uh... Kirsten, thanks so much for coming on and saying your top ten. And that means, you know, yeah, we open the door to anybody to come on here. Like Goble said last week, seriously, anybody, literally anybody who wants to just come on here and say your top ten, come and do it. Why not? Please, anyone. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> And if you're just interested in a certain type of movie that we haven't talked about yet, let us know because we would love to have more people on. Like we hope, hopefully, if things go right, we would like to do Rocky um, next week. We'd like to rank all the Rockies in preparation for Creed Two, which comes out right now, actually. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, yeah. yeah, but that was a good podcast. I thought mm-hmm. uh, pretty long, uh, but when aren't they? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, this is the Cinema Swamp signing off. And does anybody else have anything else to say? Have a have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah. Spend your holidays with the family, not listening to a podcast, unless that podcast <laughs> is the Cinema Swamp. <laughs>
Then screw the family. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> remember, always beware the cinema swamp. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and happy Thanksgiving to you all out there. What did you think of some of Kirsten's choices? Do you agree with her that High School Musical 3 is one of the better musicals ever produced? Do you find films like A Goofy Movie and The Little Mermaid to be better than the majority of the Disney Renaissance? Please leave a comment on our Instagram or Twitter at Cinemaswamp, and share around the podcast if you'd like. Thanks for listening, and remember, always beware of the Cinema Swamp.